Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. This episode of Film Sack is brought to you by Casper, an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price because everyone deserves a great night's sleep. Get $50 off any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash filmsack and enter the promo code filmsack. Go ahead, Pitmotaz. The battle between the darkness and the light has waged eternal. Their armies fueled by souls harvested on earth. The Lord of Darkness, Mal Bolger, has sent a lieutenant to recruit men who will help destroy the world in exchange for wealth and power and provide enough souls to complete his army and allow Armageddon to begin. All Malbolgia needs now is a great soldier, someone to lead his hordes to the gates of heaven and burn them down. Let's dance. This is Film Sack. Oh, sure. everybody, welcome back to Film Sack, episode 343 of the podcast, Mining the Very Depths of Film Entertainment for All Mankind. I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Brian. He likes to combine his scorpion hab- habitats and his ashtrays done away. <laughs> oh, hi. Welcome to the Marines. Simplify, do or die. However, if you do die, be sure to go straight to hell. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. That's a joke, son. Laugh. <laughs> Because you're going to hear a lot of those when you're dead. Yeah. It's a really yuck fest in the afterlife. Anywho, <laughs> while in hell, be sure to make a deal with one of the devils down there. Personally, I prefer the badly rendered ones. <laughs> be sure to keep an eye on the time, though. A five-minute meeting in hell can turn into a five years real quick. Because yeah. hell. 
When you get back, be prepared to fight pun-flinging clowns and bearded bad guys with pacemakers the size of one of them electric lady chic razors. <laughs> also, if you run across a kid that keeps calling you mister, go ahead and chop his head off. It's a demon. <laughs> hey, mister, you okay? Hey, mister, your face looks like a burnt turd. Hey, mister, chop! <laughs> so enough of that. Nice. Well done. You've That's the whole plot. We can go home That's now. <laughs> Uh, also with us, Randy, the farting clown, Jordan. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Hi. Randy. <clears throat> all right, fellers. We're all done with your children's party, and I've got the revised receipt here. I'm just going to need a few signatures on some extra charges you incurred. Let's see here. Uh, this one is because someone stained them nice white rental chairs we provided. Okay, uh, initial here for the first aid kit we had to use after you let that pinata fight get out of hand. Okay, uh, this is a charge for the cleanup we had to do on a huge round dump someone took on your neighbor's yard. Yeah, that was the worst we've ever seen. Didn't even look like real crap. It looked like a, a cheaply drawn pile of crap. In fact, I'd call it the worst, cheapest, Least realistic looking pile of crap I've ever seen. <laughs> Are you talking about Crispy the Clown Extra? Crispy the Clown Extra. I think he's talking about the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, I think he might oh, be. Oh, okay. Well, I thought because because Crispy Spawn uh, was was on the ground the whole time when he first visited his wife. He never got up. He no, was just like he's just on the ground. A ball yeah. of turd. Yeah, he was yeah, terrible. That was, the party was, that was the party I was referring to. Yeah, it was a good right, party. Good. Great party. Uh, also with us, and finally, Brian, he keeps his head up by kickstanding it with his tongue ibbit. <laughs> yes. Blue. Uh, wait, Spawn? Oh, shoot. This wasn't Mortal Kombat? What about all the little CGI monsters from hell? What about the chopped up editing and the nonsense script? Oh, wait a minute. No, Spawn has those weird little fire moments that segue from one scene to the next. You know, the burn wipe, mm. which is also something this movie gave me that I didn't get from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> the burn wipe. Mm-hmm. I wrote the burn wipe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you, and if you, and if you wipe the wrong way, the burn wipe will give you an infection. Ooh, yeah, no, yeah. always ba- uh, back to fr- no front to back, back yeah. front, front to, to back. back on the burn wipe. Yeah, don't forget. <laughs> you know, we're doing two things here: we're entertaining people, but we're also bringing good advice to the table. So, front to back, everybody. Uh, anyway, it is Spawn, the nineteen ninety seven uh, uh, Todd McFarlane deal, based on the comic book of the same name. Uh, this was a, a weird time in comic books is when image comics took off, all those guys defected from Marvel and started that thing up and it became very huge, very fast and kind of so fast that some of the stuff probably needed some more time to cook before they <laughs> pushed it out there. But, uh, nonetheless, Just he, the movie, yeah, the, the, the animated the, series this, is a, on HBO is great, by the way. The comic is amazing. I went back on comiXology this past week and just like, I was like, let me see if I remember it as well as I do. The comic still is just, yeah, it's great. It's great. It's still yeah, art. I, I, I really don't want to this to be referred to as a Todd McFarlane movie over and over. We but can, it we can is. talk about no, we can talk about Todd McFarlane and how amazing his work is and and so on. But this movie <laughs> takes some Todd McFarlane ideas and does horrible horrible things. Yeah, poops but all wait, over him. Poops but all wait, over. Wait, he 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 held out. Todd McFarlane held out for New Line Cinema for creative input. So you're telling me that McFarland didn't have influence. No, on he obviously he did. He hasn't sold it to anybody yet either. No, he's. No, he's, I'm, I'm yeah. saying this is like this is like talking about Garth Brooks playing for the San Diego Padres. Like I don't that's know. A, I think that's it's a, a closer... thing that he. It's a thing he tried. <laughs> he did, 
He tried. He yeah. tried really hard, yeah. but it wasn't in his wheelhouse. That's yeah. what I'm saying. He also, I, picked, I just think he picked bad. Uh, I think the director's bad. No, you, so Dunaway's right. He he did this thing that he does with comics. His whole his whole image thing was always creator controlled content. Do it my way. Yeah, right. I, I own this property. No one else will ever own it. Whatever I create is mine, and that was true here. He retained full control of everything. Um, and it has apparently has either a sequel or a reboot or whatever in the works right now. So coming, we'll yeah. see how they could do it now. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's just really bad. It's bad. It's like a really poor execution on what is otherwise a kind of an interesting character. And also, and I'm going to just kind of blame it on the timing. Like, I feel like this has a way better shot in a uh, sort of post MCU post Nolan uh, Christopher Nolan world where we're just better at making comic book adaptations yeah. of all stripes. Yeah. This it's was this was at a time were, we didn't have that, yeah. It's amazing there were comic book movies after this, because this seems like this could have killed the <laughs> genre. The death nail. Yeah. yeah. I mean, That's what, it. What did we have before this? We had like, uh, this was 97, so we, we, we weren't quite to 99 or whatever it was when we got the first Spider-Man deal. Right. So I'm trying to think what came before. We had the Batman, you know, we had the um, we, we had the, the, Batman, the Tim Burton Batman know. movies. Oh, and the yeah, and the Superman movies, of course, before that. But did we like was Blade out? I don't know if Blade was. Yeah, Blade. Was out. Blade had already cruised on by. Had it by '97? I'm not sure if it had. Maybe that was later. Well, anyway, I, I think it was '96 yeah. or so. It was the, pretty close. Pretty close. But this was this was billed as it was '98. So you're right. Mm. This was billed as the first uh, black superhero movie that was to film yeah there were two uh, that year right Weren't and blade there? is kind of a superhero he, he's kind mm -hmm. of a hero the first one was sure. steel in 1997 same year it happened before this though it came out before with that shaquille o'neal nightmare we should watch on the oh, show sometime yeah, for sure yeah. uh but this is you're right this is on the records as the second film ever made to feature an african-american in the lead of the comic book superhero which in the comic book he's also african-american Right, uh, and but, so is his friend. Yeah, that's we true. We won't get into that. No, no, no. DB Sweeney, you are no, you are not. You are Terry. as white as they come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like DB Sweeney. We'll get into that later. I'll tell what? you. Really? I know, I know, I know, wow. I know. It's an unpopular opinion, but I don't. Something about that guy's always rubbed me fifteen ways wrong, and I can't, I can't figure out why. There's really? rubbing me the wrong way. What about his great ice skating techniques and the cutting edge? <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. That's actually a thing, isn't okay. it? Okay, I, I just, I like, I feel like we're gonna trample all over the the different parts of you can't make a comic book into a movie easily, right? So like, there's yeah. timing. So this was before. People seem to have figured out lately, especially using a, a lot of technology, how to make better comic book movies, it's right? Not just, and it's not just technology, and, and we'll probably circle back to this, but it's it's the fact that they figured out, oh, to make a good comic book movie, you don't make a comic book movie. You make a heist movie. You make a, right, exactly. a right. space opera. You make a such and such, and the comic characters live in that space. Yeah, Storytelling right. storytelling comics is, is battle to battle, especially mm -hmm. in superhero stories. Yeah. If you open a comic book, it's not uncommon to open immediately to the middle of a conversation between two heroes in the middle of a fight already going on. They tried to apply that to this movie, and that doesn't work as well in the movies. No, it's, no. it's, it's off putting. No. It's also, I, I'll say this about, and you can take this as a criticism of McFarlane's work, or you can take it for how I intend it, which is not necessarily a criticism, but 
Spawn was always an amalgamation of like four other characters. He is Batman. Right. He is Spider-Man. He is uh, Neil Gaiman universe sort of Sandman mm-hmm. style. All kind of mashed up into one. And, and he's uh, uh, the, the uh, back from hell guy. Uh, duh, help me. Oh, he's- Ash. Spawn? Hellboy. 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 That's a good no, one. Well, but that was, not, that was no, 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 no. He's Ghost Rider. He's, he's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. No, that's a sure. good one. Right. To- totally. Or, it's it's totally him saying, it's him saying, uh, yeah, Constantine's another good one. Like any of the ones that were dealt with supernatural heaven and hell conflict stuff, there's definitely tons of that in here. But it's, I mean, he even has his own Joker. And, and we can talk about Leguizamo's portrayal Is of that. Is it Joker or Penguin? Uh, maybe it like both? both. It's, like it's kind yeah. of both. Like he's taking all the tropes and he made. It's weird. There's sometimes I wonder if he was like, "Oh shit, you guys, we've quit Marvel. Now we really got to put up or shut up. We better make a thing that is all the things." Right. <laughs> you know. Well, and like, that's that's often yeah. smart, right? You want your potential audience to recognize what you're doing. Yeah. Right. Right. I, I, I yeah, agree. but too much, but too much borrowing from other elements is is a bad thing, and it's noticeably Pre- a bad thing. Yeah. Right. right. Pre- I language re- is hard. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw Spawn. Right. This was in the height of my. Uh, comic collecting days mm-hmm. and i remember there was a poster in a comic book shop and the first issue had arrived and sold out and i couldn't get it and i remember looking at him and i actually thought he was an alternate batman you know there there have been a lot of alternate batman sure. in, mm-hmm. in the dc yeah. pantheon yeah and it took me a long time to realize it was completely different like mm-hmm. it was weeks before i finally got through my thick skull yeah and he had this he had this thing where it was like all right he's up on a gargoyle with his cape flying out in front of him this movie tries to recreate that in one scene and then there's uh scenes where he's squatting in a very uncomfortable spider-man kind of position uh in the art and then he slips when he's on that stupid building that pisses me off that <laughs> yeah. scene where yeah. his foot slips that yeah. pisses me it's off really where the where the chunk of uh yeah, building yeah. comes out from under him yeah yeah that's lame yeah, all he needed was a. <laughs> <laughs> but then they gave him. They also gave him these chains that were very Spider-Man-ish. You know, they were they, they yeah. provided traversal and and also as a weapon and everything. So it's just like this mix. And Spawn's that's favorite power. Fine. Wait before we before we go any further. Spawn's favorite power. Oh, what do we think it is? Yeah. What do you? What's your favorite? What, power? Our favorite Spawn power. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is. Okay. okay. I'll give stuff, you mine. A lot of stuff changed over time, but go ahead. What's yours? <laughs> Uh, my favorite one was the one where he looked into uh, to to Sean's uh, to to Martin Sheen's chest and pulled out the uh, thing. Oh, that was pretty good. That was pretty oh, good. Yeah. What power that was, is that called? Uh, f- freaking uh, chest punch action. <laughs> That's called not in the comics, but convenient for plot device power. Right, it's not in the comics. Oh, the, uh, the, it was this movie's cellophane super S. <laughs> ah, <laughs> there were so many cellophane super S's. There were many of them, but, but you was, guys, but the fuck, the worst. No, the worst. The worst is his head sudden, suddenly can shoot spikes out into the mouth of. Uh, like that. No, one. his worst cellophane S power is nut protecting belt buckle action. <laughs> oh my, that is by far the best. I mean, that should be standard equipment for every. Guy, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I would, I'd like one. I'd like one a lot. I think it'd be great. Uh, yeah, no, he's full of those. He's cellophane and all up and down this film. And, well, yeah. and so are other people, right? Like, like uh, Coliostro mm-hmm. uh, can turn his arm into a glowing sword. That needs to be, by the way, that needs to be a trope alert. Yeah, uh, I'll give you that one. That's I a good one. freaking <laughs> loved that. Mm. It, it for some reason it reminded me of other movies, and I can't quite put my finger on what. 
you know? Mm. Like, I, I, I couldn't either. I, Nightmare on Elm Street, maybe? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, did that there. It's... It's a very uh, fairy tale esque kind of. He's he's thing. supposed yeah. to be your Obi Wan Kenobi style, whatever. And the comic is a lot more effective. He's bearded and grizzled, <laughs> and he just has more of an old, old, beaten up shit wizard kind of thing going on with him. <laughs> Whereas this agree, guy, not so much. We, I don't think we can agree, right? Uh, Nicole Williamson, best actor in the movie. Oh, I don't know amazing. about that. This is his last no. movie, by the way. He never did anything after this. I think Michael Tate did fine. I think he's. I think he's a fine actor. <laughs> I don't know. Michael, 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 J, Michael White? J. White. Michael yeah, J. Michael White. J. White. I think he did all right. Or you, I think or you pretty... call him Michael Tay. I like that. I think it's a Michael Tay, but yeah. Tay. But a Michael, <laughs> Michael Tay, Tay? Tay, come on over here. Tay. No, That's listen, I'm one. giving this all. I mean, I'm, if you're going to say who, if you t- if you take these people out of the hot lights of Spawn, who's the best actor? I'm probably giving it to Martin Sheen. But in the film mm-hmm. itself, I think John Leguizamo is your actor. I think yeah, he's. Uh, is, I think it's a 15 way tie for worst actor. <laughs> <laughs> But Leguizamo at least he at least hams that thing up in a way that I appreciate. Like it's not great, and and the characters, yeah. you know, he's only got what he's been given, but he he lives in that thing, you know. Yeah, the thing it's, that killed it, the thing that killed Leguizamo's performance for me was so much. Um, what do they call it when they record their dialogue after? Oh, uh, oh that uh, ADR. Uh, ADR. ADR. Yeah, I was almost said yeah. uh, HMO for some reason, but yeah. <laughs> I mean. It was, it was, it was so almost a given, though. Yeah. They had to, though, because they well, gave him those to. big, giant teeth. It's going to be hard to enunciate some of those lines. Matter right. of fact, there's plenty of scenes where I'm like, is he acting or is he drooling because of the prosthetics in his there, mouth? Because it's just, just all over his were, face. There were so many scenes where I looked at it and thought, is that really Leguizamo in there? Because I'm hearing Leguizamo, but I don't know if I'm seeing him. <laughs> I wrote down, is that Leguizamo or Clint Howard with a little bit of makeup? <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. Of it. That's right. <laughs> I'm not going to laugh at that. No, I am. That's freaking <laughs> funny. No, I'll, I'll tell you what. I actually, I thought Michael Jai White was fine before he gets transformed. Yeah. Uh, he just, he couldn't act through all of that makeup. He just didn't. Mm. Uh, like, yeah. I was actually wishing for the story to reconstruct him for some outlandish reason. Mm-hmm. So he could go back to showing me his face. Because, you know, like I say, before that, he was doing great. Uh, and he was like the only thing I thought Martin Sheen was awful. Oh, I, I never hate it. Martin Sheen was terrible. Except, yeah. Yeah. except when it comes to being cool smoking. I, <laughs> I almost, I almost wanted to take up smoking after seeing him smoke. Yeah, he's a good smoker. <laughs> in the in the in the uh, the comics, the character he's playing is always a cool smoker. Like right, he, right. he he they kind of nailed that part of it. But other than that, he's terrible. And this is what two years from the debut of West Wing, one of the finest things he ever did. Yes, yes. and it's it's I've been shocking the West to me. Wing lately. You're welcome, Scott. Oh, that show is so good. Oh my gosh, that's interesting. You've just you've just actually ruined one of the things I was going to say, which is when <laughs> when given a choice between Martin Sheen and Michael Douglas, always take Michael Douglas. Mm. But actually, I think you you have a an example of an an exception to that rule. I always mm. I will always take Martin Sheen over. Or uh, Michael Douglas. Michael always. Douglas. Yeah. I don't know. You don't know. It's, it's, there's, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's Michael some Douglas there. is really good. There's Michael a couple Douglas of clips there. He's dropped for me just with. The, he just seems like he's. Uh, oh, you mean today? Getting, today, yeah. Oh, he's yeah. he's gotten a little skeevier. Like <laughs> I thought you meant like, over I the career. Yeah. I wouldn't let him babysit a child. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know what it is either. It's not that he's inherently untrustworthy. There's just something. Yeah, there's something up. 
Can't can't well, quite put my finger on it. I don't know what it you is. Shouldn't let Martin Sheen have his freedom because he's just terrifying. Like, no, and he's real bad in this. Like it's just it, he is paying the bills. This was not a career moment of you know. This is not apocalypse now. Maybe yeah. it is, but for real. <laughs> it was it was um, comic book acting. It's like uh, I I think the first whole you know first whole act was the director going everybody looked like they're pissed and be jerks and. Yeah. And no one stuck all the way through, too. And you're right. Comic book acting has changed. When somebody at some point figured out, oh, you don't have to do this ham-fisted business. You can just be in it. You can just be a character. Like, let's have Stony Tark or Stony Tark. Tony Stony Stark. Tark. <laughs> let's have Tony Stark act like a guy who's kind of drunk and, you know, kind of an a-hole. And, and, and let's just let Robert Downey Jr. be a character, not... It's not about line delivery. It's about like any other movie. It's about a it's about character, right? And about yeah, acting yeah. and stuff. And they didn't know that yet. Like this is not this is a time where we're like, no, it's all about big lines of, I'll see you in hell and shit like that. It's stupid, right. stupid. Well, and see, the in, comics in the are comics, better written than that. You know, in the comics, the characters are, you're usually drawn scowling. I mean, everybody's always pissed. It's it's rare that you see somebody showing a, a range of facial emotions other than. I'm a hard ass. Mm-hmm. And they tried to translate that into the movies. They, it doesn't work. And they make a mistake when they do that. Like that's maybe the great lesson of the MCU. And to some extent, some of the DC properties is that you don't have to freaking do it. You don't have to do these things that make everyone remind you that it's a comic like Jay. Uh, I can't think of his name all of a sudden. Uh, anyway, the guy that did, uh, uh Joni, bro- Joni smart. No, broke back mountain. No. Uh, director. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, Ang Lee. When Ang Lee, Ang, when yes. Ang Lee did the first Hulk movie, he tried yeah. so freaking hard to make frames and look. It's like when the scene changes, it's almost like your eyes are moving across the comics page. And what mm-hmm. all that did was distract you from the reality of it was not oh, a good yeah. movie. I, I liked yeah. that movie and I, I actually thought that worked. And there are times for that, right? Like Sin City right, right. is an homage to actual comics. I think it worked in Sin City. I didn't think it worked in The Hulk. I think it was Sin City. Sin City is based around that pulpy comic book mm-hmm. style the hulk isn't the hulk is a you know he's a he's yeah. a big angry monster focus on the big angry monster don't don't remind me that this comes from a comic book yeah so, right so right. i but i i want to dispel the rumor that it has to do with time like uh, the, as you go back in time comic book movies are really bad and now all comic book movies have a chance to be really great because like superman 4 was 10 years before spawn and green lantern was about 10 years after spawn and they all suck yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, there, it's, it's, the, there are elements that make this thing bad. It's not just that it's hard to translate. Well, it's, I to, think... to me, it's like, I mean, I know Dunaway's seeing it today, so I don't want to spoil anything. This won't spoil anything, but, but this, the <laughs> you lo- won't spoil anything about Spider-Man for me. I'm telling you, you cannot spoil anything about Spider-Man. All right, well, I'll here... tell you why after you oh. tell your. Well, thing. this <laughs> is more of a, this is more a theme of a let, theme. Let thing. him try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. There we go. I'm pretty good at this. No, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not even gonna do that. It's more thematic. But like the last, the two before this one with Andrew Garfield, uh, it's like those movies were made by somebody who doesn't understand teenagers. So what right. it comes off of is like this coying, like, hey, look, see, he's struggling with their relationship over there because that's the kids, <laughs> right? And then this new movie, and you'll be happy to see this when you see it, Dunaway, gets 15-year-old kids, like straight up gets them and doesn't right. try to pretend to get them or doesn't try to be coy about it or act like some 50-year-old is writing dialogue for a 15-year-old. It feels 
legit and it feels uh, real. And that's huge for me. That makes a giant difference. Like it makes all the difference. So that's the difference. If, if you're going to make a good superhero movie, don't go in going, I know what the people want. Go in and right. make a, make a <laughs> so, thing okay, that's so great. This is, you know? this, is, this is the reason why nothing is going to surprise me in Spider-Man. MCU has gotten to the point they have solidified their formula. So there's no character surprises that I'm going to be surprised by in this movie. And it's kind of disappointing because at this point, I don't think they're taking any real big risk. Disagree. So Captain America's Civil War was the last time I saw a big risk. I totally disagree. You're going to come out of and this thing with a with a couple of and one particular big surprises, and you're going to be surprised. I and, and, unless unless Aunt May gets naked. Nope. I'm not going to be. <laughs> I, I think I think you're going to be. Surprises. I was. I'm with you, dude. I was prepared to go in there and and see everything coming down the street. Right. Like, oh, right. there's a thing. There's a thing. Okay, I, I predicted that in the first ten minutes. Nope, didn't happen. In fact, there there <laughs> See, are the, the there are moments in here I should have seen coming and didn't. It's right. pretty masterfully cool. done. And I would like to argue with this metric. We are way too hung up on movies doing what we don't expect. Like mm. the in uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron, if you ask people, like, what was your favorite thing in the movie? Oh man, it was when he picked up the hammer. Never saw that coming. Okay, great. That was a five seconds shot. Like, it, who cares? Stop being so hung up mm. on being surprised. Well, I don't. Like, I don't. I don't. I don't want to necessarily be surprised. I want to feel like there was some risk involved in what I'm watching, so that I'm invested into the characters. Yeah, but if don't you think no they risk, did that? I think no they totally point. do that in Spider-Man: mm -hmm. Homecoming. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, okay. what you're asking for, they they're going to give you. And not only that, like to, to Randy's point. Yes, if I I went in expecting to be to for them to try to surprise me or to right. do a tropey thing that I've seen a billion times, and what surprised me is that I didn't see it coming. That surprised me because because I can always see the stuff coming, so I don't expect it from my movies. I just don't think they're that good at it anymore, and I'm jaded and old and don't you know I don't right. I don't have the same eye as I did when I was twelve or thirteen when everything was new and exciting. So when they can pull that off in a in a modern context, I I big freaking hats off to that man. You're gonna love it. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. That's the thing. The real question for me is: Does the movie overcome my cynicism? And and the answer here is yes. Like when I'm sitting there before the Spider-Man movie, I'm thinking, okay, so I guess they're they have to establish this guy because people like. Uh, Iron Man we're tired of, right? So we need we need people to carry this franchise forward, like the the larger universe forward. And I'm, it's like a really cynical thought mm -hmm. that this movie just exists to further a business aim. I completely forget that one minute in. Mm -hmm. And that that says to me, oh, that's a good movie. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. That movie's I'm not gonna say it's my favorite MCU movie. It's probably still Winter Soldier, but damn good it was it was great and it did it did what it needed to do to say hey yo remember spider-man how that was languishing and kind of in the pooper for a while <laughs> not anymore we're back to it baby bring more of these i have good hopes i just i'm saying that my expectation for risk is low my expectation of a solid well-told story i think will be met well, because I, they, they they've got a big budget that's the problem when you get into these big budget blockbuster films 
you can't take but so much risk because there's a lot of money involved and there's a lot of producers going, no, can't do that. Well, and also, no, no. it's freaking Spider-Man. What, like, it, it's like Batman or anything else. You have a right. pretty narrow lane you have to stay in with this character. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah. I mean, if you're going to... Okay, so I don't know who's... I've, I've totally distance myself from this movie because I don't want to know anything about it. But let's say if we take a love interest, this uh, this a character of Spider-Man's, and we introduce them, we kind of already know we're going to go to the story arc. We know that this this one's going to you know, die or this one's going to be have trouble with the relationship. I would like them to explore something of that angle a little bit more instead of just touching it and going, okay, this has to happen, this has to happen. I'm so happen. excited you don't, you don't for you. Like, oh, man, you don't feel like they overdid that in the first five movies like the well, that's uh, what i'm saying i don't Andrew want garfield to, yeah the, he doesn't want him to overdo it, is what you're saying i right? don't want him to overdo it yeah, yeah. so okay. that's and okay. that's my whole point is i think you're in for a real sweet surprise here because i don't see. think they overdo it at all in fact they take it in places i think if, i think if you put uh, marissa torme as as your uh <laughs> aunt may and you don't use that sexuality i think you're a fool well you are then then this movie's kind of a fool because she's not really in it that and much. I'd, I'd like to point out the the very first thought also has problems which is uh you can't just put a great heist movie or a great high school teenage drama or whatever in the marvel universe or the dc universe and it's going to work because if it's if it's too much focus on the heist then you you also lose me because I go in wanting a freaking Green Lantern movie. Mm-hmm. I want you know I mm-hmm. want hey, some, if, yeah. If this was Spider Man, does the Breakfast Club? I would be in. Oh Brian, you're <laughs> making me want to spoil things for me. For I you. know I I, I'm, <laughs> I wish uh, we could talk like right after you go see it. Yeah, but, but also don't like like if with everything, don't get your expectations up. I made this is the first time I've ever seen Spawn, yeah, and I made right. the mistake of having high expectations. Oh Glad man! <laughs> I never yeah. saw the movie. Back in the day, I heard the movie was bad, so I refused to see it. Yeah. And then over the years, I kind of forgot. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I I still have such fond memories of reading through those books the first time, and I got my expectations up, and yeah. oh my god, it was no. It, do you know what? Go wash your mouth out with the with the animated series that's on HBO. That was. Awesome. That's that show is so, and it's up there. It's all in its full glory, and it's great. If you have Go or the question, the, you Scott can watch is, it on the app. Is that right? Yeah, totally. It's Scott, really. The question good. is why? Why is that animated series so good? Because they to? get the character. It is not restricted by ratings, so it's you know very much an HBO joint. There's cartoons swearing and I think sex, uh, but there's uh, so so a that they're you know not kind of restricted by by those hamstrings. <clears throat> Second, animation affords you the ability. Uh, to create character and put you in situations that you can't do in live action without it seeming cheesy and dumb. And it's just really, really well done. It's, it's, it's awesome. If you've never is seen that, it, totally worth seeing. Is Spawn a character though that can be done much better with animation than it could with live action? Like, could they, could they using the same MCU rules, the same things that Marvel's doing these days? And I know Spawn isn't Marvel. Don't worry. But could they <laughs> could they make a Spawn movie today with the same sensibilities that they make um, MCU films? That's or, a really great question. I think, I Spawn, think they could do, for some reason Spawn seems to work think, better for me in the fantastic you know fantastic uh, uh, world like animation can provide. In my think, opinion, I'm going to agree 100 percent with with Ibit, and I'm going to say that if they are going to do a new film project, fine, I guess. But I would much rather hear you know it's like the DC animated films; they're all incredible. Like the stories are great, the animation you know ranges, but usually pretty good. 
and they tell some some of the best DC stuff, like straight up. Period is animated, and the opposite is true of Marvel. Their MCU stuff's killing it. Their animated stuff's all very so so, and it's probably a matter of focus or something. But but I think Spawn belongs more on the side of the Batman world of like it's dark, it's alleys. Animation affords you right. the ability to really play that stuff up and not have to worry about lighting and costumes and all that shit. So yeah. the the yeah. current film. The, the current film that they're working towards that McFarlane has uh, written the script for already um, is going to be more horror thriller. And I think if that's the direction you go in, I think, yeah, I think if they do that live action, I think they could have that really. I think it could be so, really good. Well, that nobody, is your, else, nobody else is really doing it. That is your a, that is your genre, to too. Like that's that's the spawn genre mm-hmm. is horror thriller yeah. and they should lean into that and they should make it. We we live in a post dead Deadpool world. You can make this rated R. You don't have to dance around a PG thirteen rating. I, I I mean yes, absolutely yes. They could do it. I, w- the I, question is just who's writing it, who's directing it. Do they have passion for the material, or or what? Because this Mark A Z Dippy who directed this <laughs> thing, <laughs> uh, or however you say that last name, Dippy Dippy um, Dippy. He is known for visual effects mostly, and on some big films, Back to the Future Part Two, Jurassic Park, Terminator Two, Judgment Day. Like, like I had some stuff. See, that, right. That was but, the problem with this movie: is the everybody, the creative team was ex ILM people, which you would think would be fantastic, but you have all these visual artists and nobody who is really a great storyteller. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In film. Yeah. So I think that's what that's what hurt them. Also, so, the other thing that hurt this movie was the fact that all the hell scenes weren't filmed until after everything else was done, and they had to do a rush job on it, and it was only completed like weeks before it was to go distribution. Yeah. Okay. And, so, here's, uh, so, so here's what we seem to be agreeing on: when you when you use straight animation, you can do more fantasy visuals and get away with things not looking good. For the viewer, whereas when this is live action thing, your visuals have to be spot on or it bothers us. Uh, you know, like my my comparison is always the the Diablo three movies. Right. So like you have like the fall of Tyrael. Mm-hmm. Um, if that had been straight up live action, I think it wouldn't have been as good where where uh, you're animating things. You're able to, to do this this fantasy visual that I forgive even when it's, you know, outlandish. Yeah. So so coming over to Spawn, I couldn't help thinking, what if they had recognized, oh, this whole hell sequence is going to be awful. Before we even go there, let's completely rewrite it so that it doesn't require all of this bad animation. Like, what if Spawn had gone to hell and the representation of hell was an office space? And the devil was a man wearing a tuxedo. You know what I'm saying? No, I know exactly like, what you're saying. Like, no, it's exactly. I mm-hmm, I agree 100. Mm-hmm. percent That's the artistic. See, that's the vision. Is if you, thinking thinking a giant space with a billion hell minions and a huge flaming fire and a giant Malbolgia head with bad hair is is co- is cool. comic consistent because the comics got a bunch of that. Like these characters yeah. look like they do in that comic. Which, again, you can do in comics and you can do in fully right, animated films right. where you just make it look like whatever you want and the, the viewer doesn't care. The best example is Wolverine for me. Because Wolverine, and I don't mean recent films, but Wolverine, the character in comics, when we see him in a frame all 
pissed and grizzled, chewing on a cigar in his yellow and blue horrible outfit from like the 80s. We're fine with it. It's fine. It looks great. We're totally cool with that. The weird uh, Professor X rolls up in his weird ass uh, freaking uh, (laughs) chair with the giant X's on the wheels. I mean, all that stuff's fine. As soon as you translate that into live action, you go, oh, my gosh, turn it off. Like, we, it's not a good idea. And movies like, you know, visually anyway, movies like John Wick and John Wick 2 are great examples of, like, comic book style movies or even The Matrix to some yeah, degree. Right, right. Like, you can mm-hmm. just you can do so much, but you have to make these choices. And Spawn, I think, is a world where he is such a big, flamboyant, colorful, fantasy-driven thing with that cape that just has a mind of its own, which is mostly just McFarlane likes to draw weird shit like that. <laughs> yeah, he likes, to, right, right. he likes to put as much detail into something as possible. Which yeah. is great. I love that. Uh, visually on the page, it's, it pops. It's amazing. His his spider webs for Spider-Man back when he was doing that mm-hmm. are still, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, the standard um, yeah, right. moving yeah. forward. And so the problem is when you go live action, unless you're at a better place with the tech, like I think the new Spider-Man movies got awesome web tech. It's awesome. Uh, this, it just comes off as bad, and and well, so and yes, especially if you don't know, if you have no idea what you're looking at, this movie is filled with unexplained powers, mm-hmm. and that's not okay. a good thing for a superhero. Yeah. A superhero, Man. like to the new viewer, should be yeah. kind of explained. Yeah, yeah, and that was the problem. That's the problem with Green Lantern's powers, and that's the problem with Spawn's powers. Is it's like, what can your what can your costume do? Anything yeah. I can think. Yeah, as long yeah. as I can. As long as I can concentrate, as long as I don't have my head in a big giant cloud and a clown, I'm I'm good to go. But yeah, that's, that's why stuff like like we were talking about earlier with the uh, the piece of building breaking off as he's walking around the ledge seems so ridiculous. Like oh, like your power, you know, your your cape that can just automatically pop out when you need it and act as a big parachute. Right. This works sometimes, doesn't work all the time, or your your chains that can go and catch things don't work all the time. So why should this? Why should it even matter? The um, uh, the building breaking underneath you if whatever power you need is going to just say, solve it anyway. Yeah, especially you got to have vulnerability. Yeah. I right? need some, has I need ever... rules to my world. In fact, I wrote here, yes. hate worlds with no rules is all I wrote down to the bottom. Yeah. And I need yeah. some, true story, true story. give me some rules, give me some limits, they, give me some whatever, then I can root for the guy or not, you know? And they even went even light on that because can you think of a movie ever where someone is dealing with new powers that there is so little training? I mean, literally, all he does, they show up and they go, well, how do I use this thing? Well, you think really hard. <laughs> All you have to and, do is want it. Yeah. And then it's it like starts the greatest American like, hero. <laughs> yeah. And two minutes later, he's like, I'm trained. Let's go. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, like, in, okay, so back just to Spider-Man as the example, this this newest movie establishes the rules of the world. And some of them are pretty fantastic, but there's but we know what the borders are. And right. they don't do that here, and they don't do that that with a lot of stuff. And I would even, you know, as much as I love Superman two, um, back in the day, that chest thing is terrible. It it establishes oh a thing you've only ever used once that you right. can just you, whip, you know it. like what other shit you can you do? At least, right, you have to show it if you're going to use it in your finale. You have to show it at least once, uh, one other time in the film. Yeah. So right. that we know right. that it's there. Yes. Or at the end, your your uh, your mentor has to warn you about using it too. Like, right, right, right. What you must never do, Kalel, is is rip the S from your chest and throw it at somebody <laughs> because it will wrap around them like saran wrap. Now you can use it on your uh, on your seafood for because it will keep it well for a few days. 
Like, yes, like there's not a, they don't do any of that setup. Now, yeah. uh, you know, again, yeah. Spider-Man and other movies did this really great job, I think. I'll, I'll, I, I, there's no spoilers, but the suit does a lot of crazy shit. Hold on, hold on. Would the Superman thing be Deus S Machina? There you go. Well done. Yes. Well That's done. Right. Well done. That was pretty good. Okay, I'm sorry. Can we just end? I want to end the episode now because that was perfect. Perfect way to end it. You need to end it with like a sound effect of yuck, yuck, yuck. (laughs) What's What's funny is uh, I was reading about Rob Liefeld during this time when this was being made, and some of the other Jim Lee and those other guys that were all part of this um, this exodus to 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 create Image, and Rob Liefeld Liefeld made the character Chapel, and in the in the comic, Chapel's the one that that blows spawn up and creates spawn basically not that well we should have a knockoff called priest well here's yeah that's exactly what they did (laughs) and what's funny is um they didn't do it because again they were all about these creator owned rights things and so it was a mutual agreement between liefeld and that and him that he would not have his character in the movie because that you know he wanted to do his own things the irony is Liefeld never really got any of his stuff, Young Blood or any of that stuff, off the ground as a as a films or TV or any of that for the longest, longest time. And it's weird that now it's Rob Liefeld's character, although Marvel owns him, but it's Deadpool who's yeah, right. got all this accolade. And you know, it's Lord Lord McFarlane, Lord McFarlane Spawn was a piece of shit. Like it's just funny. <laughs> it's funny how that stuff so, works out over time. Yeah. So yeah. I'm. I'm one of those people who's repulsed by Leifeld's drawing. I just think he's the worst artist yeah. ever. Wow, uh, that's a, that's pretty hardcore. It's, yeah, uh, mm. it's just one of those things. He had I, his I, moments, I but man, he had a real rough patch. Whew, there was a time yeah. there. I mean, we're all familiar with that Captain America profile, yes. <laughs> image, yeah. but yeah. ooh, yeah, he um, had his he like, had problems for sure. No like question. If you want to, if you want to see someone who doesn't understand how a human skeleton should look under a uh, under the flesh of a person look up anytime he's ever drawn evangeline because mm-hmm. evangeline is just oh yeah. <laughs> it's just ridiculous yeah. but uh anyway um but he was you know he was a part of so many things and i think you're absolutely right like other than deadpool he just doesn't he's he's never going to get credited the way todd mcfarland does and deadpool was fantastic and spawn the movie is crap and that's a weird reversal, you know? Yeah, right. No, it totally is. And that's what I'm saying. It's maybe that in in this crazy ironic way paves paves the way. I mean, it paved the way for Logan. Logan wasn't going to be what Logan is. And because of what, you know, ground paved by by uh, Deadpool, Logan became this really great thing. And I think that there's real potential for Spawn in light of that. Like there's a chance right. here. Now they could completely blow this. And I know McFarlane went, so McFarlane was like, spawn, 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 spawn. Okay, now I'm kind of bored with that. I want to do some toys. I'll let other people write my comic. I'm, Greg Capullo took over art duties long, long before that. Um, I love the Capullo years, but anyway, whatever. So he had all of that stuff going on, and he was focused purely on McFarlane Industries and entertainment and, and all these other projects and buying baseball baseballs for way too much money on auction and stuff like that. <laughs> and then here lately, though, Man, he's all back in on the whole spawn thing. Like he is having a revival. You can see it in his tweets. He's just constantly spawn this, spawn that. I drew my co- first cover in years. I'm gonna do this issue myself. You know, he's like way back into it. So, uh, in light of that, maybe this is the perfect time. Like he's he's you know involved. He's he's back right. in love with his creation and not you know tired of looking at it, which I know can happen. I mean, that's a natural thing, but 
Anyway, I, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I think he has a very predisposed thought. This is the pro- problem with uh, giving someone who is fantastic such creative control over mediums they're not necessarily suited for, like Randy was talking at the top of the show. Uh, McFarland is great at what he does, but when it comes to movies, I think he has this expectation of what he saw, what happened with Star Wars and Lucas's rise to fame, because one of the things he retained was the toy rights, and it just seemed like he was so interested in crafting this this movement through this film that he he should just let it somebody else create the film. And I don't know if he's going to do that again because he's he's still pretty. Uh, yeah, if you uh, think of the of the best comic books turned movies, the people who made the comic books are really not involved anymore no, at no. all. Mm-hmm. You know, right, like right. Cr- Christopher Nolan. <laughs> right, has, right. You know what I mean? Like he's mm-hmm. got control of Batman ten years ago, and he had nothing to do with the Batman comics ever. Right, right. No. But he all. But, and, and on well, the flip I mean, side, Sin City and Frank Miller's involvement, especially in the the sequel. Yeah. Uh, rough stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. There's no question. So I, you know, I don't know. Like I want, I want Spawn, uh, live action or otherwise. Like it's a really interesting. Historically, it's this really interesting point of light in the comics history, in the, in the history of comics, just like straight up. And maybe now more than ever, you could do your thing. Right. Uh, and I and, and I actually think out. it's important to do it now. Now because if you wait right. too much longer. We are getting to saturation point where people are going to be a little more cynical of something like a spawn trying to bust in and go, hey, what about us too? You know, like I feel like now's your time if you're going to do it. Yeah, it'd be so many comparisons. I mean, so comparative. What would you like to? Well, I would like to see like a Cloverfield found footage kind of spawn. How about oh, that? Oh, that's not bad. Mm. Sure, why not? Oh, you know what? So from you, the pers- see, you see spawn from like a third person perspective, like right, he right. To be- uh-huh. Oh, there's Spawn over there. What the? What yeah, you, you could do that, but you could also do it from the, the. So you know the two. There's the two detectives in the story, and I forgot their names, Skinny and Pete, or oh, whatever man. they are. I don't know their names. Oh, that's uh, Sam and Twitch. Sam and Twitch. So they had their own Skinny spinoff comic, Jeez. and they started as <laughs> as detectives in the uh, in the thing. But Sam and Twitch are great. Um, everyman sort of. Right. We're the audience yeah, they, sort they of perspective. They could be the perspective that you have a Spawn movie. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, which they have. I mean, they have their own comics, so, you know, they've already done Mm -hmm. that, and they know how to do it, so sure. The Angelina, or what's her name? Is it uh, Evangeline? No, the freaking, is that her name? The angel chick who we created? Oh, uh, no, Angela. Angela. She no longer is. She's not even owned by uh, McFarlane anymore. Somehow she ended up at at Marvel. She's in the Marvel universe. She's back at Marvel, and she's, yeah, she's Asgardian, and um, it's weird. They've They've stolen her back. I don't know how that, what the loophole was on that either. Like what, um, right. What they, they probably said, Oh, you created it on the clock. Sorry, buddy. You created that on the clock when you were working here. <laughs> Maybe. Ours. I probably, you know, there, there might be something to that. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't That's, forget he created, um, he created venom on the clock. Oh, here we go. So, uh, it was a superhero created by Neil Gaiman and Todd McFarlane, uh, she was supporting antagonist in Spawn, making her debut issue uh, in nine, number nine in uh, 93, mm-hmm. self-titled miniseries, blah, blah, blah. She was later the subject between uh, of a subject of a legal, legal battle between McFarlane and Gaiman over the rights to the character, which Gaiman won. And oh. then he, Gaiman sold the rights to Marvel. You don't oh. mess with Gaiman! <laughs> wow. Yeah. I so did not I didn't know realize that. that they co-created that. Yeah, I knew they'd worked together. I didn't know Angela was the result. Yeah. Or Angel. What's her, it's Angela, right? 
Angela. 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 Can't say it, can't you? Can't say Who's it. Who's the boss, Angela? <laughs> Angela. Hey, so y'all rec- Mona. Did y'all, rec- <laughs> did y'all recognize uh, the, the the devil, Mel Bolgia, in, in that, uh, all those underground hell scenes? You mean his voice? Yeah, yeah. No, oh, who, who, who was it? It was old, it was it old was... Frank Frank Welker who did everything. <laughs> no from, way, uh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, did everything from like the claw. That it, it sounded like he was bringing the claw from uh, Inspector Gadget is what it sounded like to me the most. <sighs> he was doing that <laughs> thing people do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I can't do that without I'll hurting my. Spot. If I do that, it hurts. It literally hurts my vocal cords. Yeah. I can't do it. And that whole the whole appearance of Malboja just drives me nuts because of the the elongated uh, chin. Because yeah. I feel like you'd never be able to close your mouth, and your tongue yeah. would always be dried yeah. out. Because <laughs> it's, graphic, it's graphically correct. Because if you, I was going back and I was reading the comic, and I'm like, oh, he does do that. He does have that jutting chin. But you notice they didn't in the in the movie. They didn't move the mouth any. Probably because it's like, well, if we make him make, you know, mouth movements, vowel, you're mouth see, movements, you're right, really you're gonna go how. like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, <clears throat> so I I, I want to give Frank Welker the IMDb Photo Award this week, but. But he's he's the second worst. I, Frank Welker's IMDb photo is clearly a shot of uh, that was taken by a friend, and he's at like home, and he and his son have been working in like the shed. <laughs> uh, you know, like, it's it's just bad. But the right. worst it, of the week, for sure, for me, is a guy named John Cothran. He's credited as African liaison in this movie. Hmm. John Cothran, his IMDb photo is half of his face. <laughs> right. And you can only imagine what must be smushed up against the other half of his face. When the, when this photo was taken, they were like, wow, that is really good right, right. up to your nose. Mm-hmm. We he's, get to your... he's our Trek connection for the week as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah one just, well, one of, one of two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like he got divorced and there was a picture of him and his <laughs> wife, his ex-wife, that was so good. And they're like, we have to use this. Even though it doesn't show all of you, maybe maybe he doesn't like this side of the face. If you look through the uh, through the other pictures, he's also in a film, and they got his face smooshed up against a, a wall, and you only can see half of his face there as well. Maybe yeah. this is yeah. his calling card. By the way, if you, if you, go ahead. Wow. <laughs> I think you just you you just got to go out to your glamour shots, your professional photography. You're going to do your uh, your IMDb photo. Don't don't. It's yeah. not something you want to mess the, with. Look mm-hmm. at the look at the IMDb photo for DB Sweeney. It's pro. It's yeah, exactly right, right. what you expect. Yeah. And why? Uh, tell me again why we hate DB Sweeney. I because he's the oh. uh, he's like the he's like the weird skeevy cousin of uh, of uh, Judd Paul. Judd, he's like uh, he's like oh, the guy that would marry your wife after you get killed. He's like right? Paul, he's, he's your, like Paul he's Rudd's poor cousin. Man's, uh, Andrew McCarthy. Yeah, oh. he's all those things. Yeah. He just and that goatee, like could that, I like him. That thing '90s me so, out. I hated he it. He looks like know, he'd be a fun, like a cool guy to hang out with. Like, yeah. oh I, yeah, let's go grab a beer. I want, I want to apologize to our friends who are, are still rocking the 1997 goatee, but <laughs> that the the November 1997 goatee had a had a very short lived fad. It looks so bad now. I'm bringing it I, back. It's terrible. I, I'm, Going in able after to, this and cutting me I'm able to say this because I wore that damn look for way too long. I did too. I I regret it. I look at pictures of myself and I'm like, wow, just burn it. I don't even want to remember that. Yep. I don't like but, it either. Do you think the man bun is our current uh, bad goatee? You think? Um, I don't know. I feel like we're getting past. I'm seeing less man buns. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> I, have you seen? I was, have you seen any photos from uh, Nerdtacular, Brian Dunaway? Uh, just saying, maybe uh, you made you've made a lot of bad decisions in your life, Randy. So have it's, I. It's not it's not as easy to murder uh, hair fads as it used right. to be. Um, so story. this year, this year, right after Trump was elected, uh, suddenly we all learned of the existence of this Nazi named Richard B. Spencer, mm-hmm. and uh, he has this really sharp uh, undercut. And I was just like, okay, that's it for the undercut. Yeah. So much for that. that <laughs> it is, only takes one person to ruin it for it you. It kind of does, yeah. although I've got a brother-in-law who is very not Nazi at all and would hate anything that Richard Spencer would stand for, but yet has that terrible haircut. That's what I'm getting at. It's not as easy as it used to be. It used to be, as soon as someone famous and uncool did right. something, the fad was over. Mm-hmm. Has and anybody now... killed the Charlie Chaplin uh, Hitler mustache as much as Hitler killed that thing? <laughs> The fact that you refer to it as the Charlie Chaplin Hitler mustache right. is yeah. probably the, the answer to your question. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm guessing Charlie Chaplin was bummed out, but other, you know, other than that, that right. thing needed to go. Yeah. It was really bad. The undercut, the mall- you know, back, really quickly before we get off the undercut, it's the undercut combo these days that you get with the massive beard. You get the massive mm-hmm. beard and the undercut. Um, and it feels like it's Peaky Blinders or yeah. something. I don't know what the <laughs> well, no, because you, because you 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 ha- always have to mix, never match. If right, you have right, a long right. beard, you have to have short hair. If you have right. long hair, you have to have a short beard. If you're wearing, uh, if your top is a solid color, then you can wear striped pants. But not, you can't mix and match, uh, or you can't match. You have to mix. Mm. Yeah. And and so so this makes sense to me, uh, especially as someone who's trying really hard to wear a short beard and long hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just saying, like the mullet, uh, the mullet died a horrible fast death. When uh, suddenly people started making fun of it online with like websites and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, th- nowadays, it just doesn't. Things don't don't pass away quickly. Fads take. No, in fact, my you know son who's now seventeen, but his school is full of kids wearing mullets unironically. Like they're right, they, right. They're into it again. <laughs> so this stuff comes, it goes. Who knows? Bottom line is, DB Sweeney, you're a dork. That's what we're trying to get at. <laughs> Get off my man, uh, He's all right. Uh, so he's some interesting things I found out, by the way. I wrote in my notes, did he just eat those maggots for real on that pizza? Oh, so yeah, oh, this, yeah. this we should talk about the gross thing because I was like, I oh, mean, yeah, it is no so question. In, it's yeah. so in your face, though. It's, it's just ridiculous. Yes. Is there something that was subdued that disgrossed Scott out no, this week? No, uh, not really. Like, it, uh, I mean, I looked for it because I said when, when he got to the pizza with the maggots, I went, oh, well, okay, this is the grossest thing. And it's so obvious that I, I there's there's got to be some other subtle thing. And I couldn't. Couldn't find it. No, I, I found it. It's uh, it's more thermos coffee. This time delivered by DB Sweeney to our our uh, our primary spawn character during the opening credits. Mm. He's standing there with his Java cup, and uh, suddenly he hands he drinks a little bit, and then he hands it over to his buddy. and And yeah. you see him look at it. You see uh, old Al look at it and go. Al Simmons goes. He makes this funny face, and he but he drinks it anyway. Yeah, well, he's his, <laughs> he's his buddy. It's like making out with him, right? You know, the the B in DB Sweeney stands for backwash. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> People always trying to share their coffee. Old, <laughs> old, dirty backwash Sweeney, they called him back dirty in the day. Dirty backwash Sweeney. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no wonder he goes by the initials. We haven't talked about, um, what's her face? Uh, the girl? His, yes. Priest? His wife, Jessica Priest. We talked a little bit about Jessica Priest, but the actress, Melinda Clark, is someone I feel like we've seen a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Um, she was the... Uh, Melinda Clark? Melinda Clark, yeah. So she's yeah, right. been in Gotham recently. She was uh, um, Penguin's mother-in-law or adopted mother when um, 
Pee Wee Herman died. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Spoiler. Mm-hmm. And uh, but if you're a CSI watcher, you know her as oh, what was it, Lady Lady Heather. Lady Heather, Lady yes, Heather. the girlfriend or, of Gus Grissom. Yep, yep, totally. <laughs> the weird dominatrix yeah. <laughs> Gus Grissom girlfriend. Yeah, she's she was in the OC. She was on. Uh, she's done a bunch of cartoon work, voice work. She was on Firefly for an episode. I've always meant to watch Nikita. She I never have. Anybody have any experience there? Star Trek the Enterprise. TV show? Yeah, the TV show. No, like, oh no, it. Nikita's cool. It's based on the Luke Besson deal, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's supposed yeah. to be. I've always been curious, but I've never stopped. Yeah, no, it's good. Uh, she's our age, so there's that. Um, she's uh, uh, I like her, so I'd watch in, her. I'd watch in, her in, things. Uh, in Firefly, the episode is Heart of Gold. It's the one where Firefly goes and finds themselves defending a whorehouse on a on a western planet. Oh right, hey, that was and, every week, wasn't it? And <laughs> she plays no. This is a very very particular episode uh, where where they 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 buckle down for a siege, and she plays the the lead, like she's the main woman that runs the the whorehouse yeah and yeah yeah, the madam thank you and she's uh she's very into uh malcolm reynolds and uh kind of wants to to get with him but he's all distracted yeah and it's uh she actually like she's a really good actress she's like she punches way over her weight class in in all these different (laughs) shows if you if you catch her in like uh, the the OC, you'll find she's actually really good. Yeah, she's great. I like her a lot. Also, when you said Heart of Gold, the name of that episode, I fully, one hundred percent expected Brian Ibbett to break into his impression <laughs> of Young. Neil Young. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> I expected it, and it didn't happen. Anyway, yeah, I know. It's fine. You don't have to do it every time. I just, you know. Yeah, exactly. If I if I if I leave it and only pull it out at certain uh, points, then, then <laughs> so you here, won't expect it. It'll so here, so so I look. How many, how many times Melinda Cart plays a madam though, or a uh, a prostitute? Oh, yeah, yeah. Probably many times. You don't want to yeah. get typecast in that. I don't think. I she's think got that no. look. I mean, it's not her fault. No, no it's, yeah, it's not her fault. She looks like yeah. a hooker. Send your emails to <laughs> Brian <laughs> Dunaway. So she's not not judging her. So Scott, how about the the scene where Clown licks Wanda's face? Oh, that didn't bother me because it was the worst CGI I've ever seen. Yeah, okay. it wasn't a real tongue. Now, what grossed me out was is there was the likelihood of John Leguizamo in the scene. All right, ready and action, and he had to like stick a green coated tongue out and just kind of go yeah, like this. <laughs> yeah. Now that's pretty gross, just from an awkward, lame perspective. And the girl had to sit there and act like she was getting licked. So yeah, but. Leg Wazamo had to be like exhausted at the end of each day because I mean it is nothing but one liner after one liner. It is I would love to know how many one liners are in that from He uh, said he had to poop in his suit once and because and it takes like an hour to get out of it. And he uh, just pooped in it. He said, like, "Screw it, I'm 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 leaning into the character." He did. I can just right. see he is such a. I like him a lot. Like just yeah. straight up everything he's in, I'm like sweet. He's in this. He's so good in John Wick. He feels like the he feels like Oh, it's know, right. Just, he's the mechanic yeah. guy. I love him in John Wick. He's not in it enough yeah. though. Not near enough of him. He's in not. John Wick. He's not. But he's just uh freaking love that guy. But he says he described his uh, the fat suit as like a penis wearing a condom, which I think is strange. <laughs> wow. Took a took a <laughs> dump in there. And then I found That's out not okay very highly of himself. No. <laughs> so you know how we always find this thing is like, oh, uh uh freaking uh Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone were considered and all that. Arnold Schwarzenegger was going to be the clown? This is the best one. Wesley Snipes, Cuba Gooding Jr., Snoop Dogg, Alan Payne, Denzel Washington, Samuel L. Jackson, Ving Rhames, LL Cool J, 
and Will Smith were each originally considered oh, for the role of Al Simmons. Come on. <laughs> Every black even, actor working I, in Hollywood yeah, was considered. Exactly. Not, yeah. even, not even just black actors that were working back then. Black actors that are like and, huge and now. You, yeah. Right. And when you say considered, what? you not mean Kevin like Hart? It, <laughs> when you say considered, do you mean like at a lunch meeting one day, I was like, hey, let's go down a list of black actors. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. I just automatically don't believe these things now. When no, they when I read no. these on AMDB, I'm like, uh-huh, sure. Unless there was an actual screen test with the with the actor, don't even tell me considered because right. it's not yeah. even valid. Yeah, it's horse yeah, garbage. If, if his name was on a whiteboard at some point in the right. in the director's office. That doesn't count as being count. considered for the. Role. I want a screen test, or it didn't happen. Yeah, right. I also or found a, I found a line later that um I'm sad I didn't collect I didn't uh, clip because I didn't hear it at the time, but. Apparently, the clown told Martin Sheen's character when that he expected him to start the apocalypse now. Mm-hmm. Yes, oh yes, yes. Did you yes, guys catch that, that? that? Okay, I missed it. There was yeah. one question I had because he was singing, he, he was throwing so many zingers, it was it was hard to catch everything. There was one where he was, and I meant to go back and put closed caption on, but he said something about they were kissing in a tree, and he said D-I-C-K-I-N-G, I think. Is that is that what <laughs> happened? Did I... Did I uh, maybe Hear that, or uh, is maybe that... I couldn't even keep up with with Leguizamo's lines. Like, right. mm-hmm. there were he he was so fast and and just like coming at you with the fart jokes and the poop jokes mm-hmm. and the sex jokes. Like, it's almost it, uh, Robin Williams level delivery. Robin Williams, yeah. yeah. It, it reminded me very much of uh, Beetlejuice during the during, during yeah. the later scenes. Uh, right. oh, Beetlejuice yeah. meets Genie. Yeah, um, the way, oh, that the was way... where I had the problem. I, I got into this a minute ago, but the the problem that I had with with uh, him was the ADR. It never felt like he was mm-hmm. any further away from the microphone. It felt like he was just right there every time delivering his lines. <laughs> yeah, same with Mal Bolger yeah. though, which is he's like he's right, right next to you yes. the whole time. <laughs> yes, that drove they me hadn't crazy. Quite figured out how to make the character move away from the microphone. <laughs> maybe they're not, you know, directly pointed. Or the maybe camera. maybe in a <laughs> giant cavernous hellscape, you could have some echo. I don't know. <laughs> Like, you there, know, was a a piece of, there was a piece something. of trivia that I was really glad for because watching the movie, I'm like, why is the dog named Spaz? Why do we oh, keep, yeah, yeah. Why do we keep doing that? There was a piece of trivia that said that there was a, a guy who worked on the film uh, named Spaz Williams. Yeah. And the, they, uh, they named the movie, right? the, do, the dog after him. It's a great uh, name. Visual effects supervisor. Yeah, Spaz visual effects yes. Spaz Williams. P.S. Yeah. The scene, P.S. You don't say P.S. at the end of a conversation. P.S. That's what Leguizamo does. Um he uh they they left stepdad left the dog spaz at, at this just <laughs> right. left him he He'll knows how to get home, home. Mm-hmm. you don't do that i have never left my dog no. somewhere and said no nope. hey, he'll find his way home yeah exactly yeah that if was you if, that, if that's the reason move. you don't like db sweeney i'm, I'm wholeheartedly behind right. you on that it's just one. one more on the list one more thing okay not to like about when it. i was a kid and i ran around with the neighbor's dog more than once I found myself a couple of houses down, and I was going to go inside, and I would tell the dog to go home. But right, a couple right. of houses down. That's what I'm yeah. saying. This is halfway. It's got to be. I mean, they were at school. What's it like? At least it's got to be miles away from suburbia, yeah. right? Yeah. At least know. a mile. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can we talk about another chick in the bucket, not just a dog in the park? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the doll that uh, Clown gives Cyan oh, that yeah. spews, out, spews out green... <clears throat> Green poof, the <laughs> plasm. Yeah. yeah. Did you? Did we? Did anybody else besides me think that? Oh, all right. That's gonna like, uh, like turn her to his ways or make her, you know? <laughs> right. Oh, I thought it was gonna kill everybody instantly. I yeah. was shocked right. that this was just a a throwaway line. 
I don't. There was I so much it. green. There was so much green poof, like clown farts green poof. I hated There's... the necroplasm they used. That's what that's what they call it in the comic book. Necroplasm. Uh, okay. Yeah, necroplasm. It's like their it's like their power source is able to. Oh. Uh, is 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 a. It's stupid what you story. Con- in the comics. It's what you constantly see coming out of Spawn's eyes, right? Like the little right, wisps right. of okay yeah. necroplasm. Yeah. Yeah, and if you run out of power, which they threatened, is a rule and never, pff, never even looked at again. Just kind of put it in the rearview mirror and said, "Nope, not going to talk about it." Yeah. Chicken right. the bucket. Next, Ch- rec- ne- rectoplasm. Necroplasm. Rectoplasm. Nailed it. That's pretty much it. And uh, one more thing in my notes that I just had to ask about. In the comics, I don't remember Spawn ever using guns. It was always the chains were were his big weapon, right? So this was just like, oh, we got to put guns in here somewhere, so let's walk around with those. I want to say there are moments where he's got guns, but I could be remembering that wrong. I thought thought in the comics once in a while he was just one big arsenal of guns and his chains at the same time and all his other shit. He never had the cape turns into a barrier thing, though. That was not a thing. Mm -hmm. Turns into a motorcycle. I I don't know if that's ever happened or not either. But man, he sucks. That's like the least trash control of any any motorcycle ever. Here we go. Spawn. Uh, uh, Internet movie. No, no, no. We want oh, the wiki. Yeah. All right. I, I mean, in, actually, like, I take that back. Yeah, there's a there's a yeah. photo of one of the McFarlane toys of Spawn, and he's he's yeah. got three guns that he's carrying he's, around. So yeah. he uses whatever other people are using, generally speaking. Um, okay. But but like I like I said, the cape is always like a visual. It's this yeah. emotion, representation of his emotions or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. It definitely, it definitely can push things around the cape. Yeah. But, right. Right. But yeah, he's generally speaking, he's a magic user. He's like a, like mm-hmm. a war, warlock. Or yeah, something. like a warlock wizard man. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that was always his main thing, I think. But he'll also warlock he's wizard. he they they just it's almost like by putting him in all the categories, they've put him in none of them. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. then sometimes he's like commando style schwarzenegger thing and then sometimes he's batman and sometimes he's spider-man and sometimes he's he's dr strange and like he's all that stuff and very much lots of strange dr strange references too by the way in the comics like lots mm-hmm. of that kind of thing so he's just every comic book hero ever which makes him i guess the only one like him that's it's weird mm-hmm. it's a weird mm-hmm. deal right. i'll bet mcfarland if you if you could really pin him down he'd probably admit that just say yeah i just wanted to make everybody right yeah did you guys catch a uh, guy Ferreira and in, uh, in the cemetery scene? Did Shut you up. Was he, was he in there? Was that Guy Ferreira? Who the hell's that? Oh, Guy F- Fieri, that guy. Fieri, Fieri, is that who said oh. Fieri? <laughs> guy Fieri. Yeah, Fierro. Fieri. Isn't it? I think guy it's Fiero's pronounced Fieri. Guy, isn't it Fieri? I thought it was Guy Fieri. No. Fieri. Yeah. No, it's I don't okay think it's okay to say Fieri if you want to say Fieri. If that just Guy like, Fieri. We, we can we can understand what that, you're saying. That just guy go, what's go that guy what's in that diners, drive-ins and dives. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah. That guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he at yeah. the well, cemetery he, scene there was a dude who looked just like him. Okay, hold on. Here's how look. you say it. Um Here's how you say it. Hold on. I found a, a video. Here we go. With a name like Fieri. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is, Guy Fieri. Yeah, everyone's Fieri. It's all Fieri. Fieri. He even calls there's himself no, Fieri. There's no T in there. That's some Italian bullshit. Or a D. He <laughs> sounds so American. Hey, ain't Italian, no E in there. Italian by way of Compton or something. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell are them two dots he got over that letter there? That ain't real. <laughs> um. All right. What else? Oh, uh, <laughs> where was I? Hold on. I got a funny thing here. I wrote here. <laughs> that cape oh the whole point of the maggots thing is he really ate the maggots 
Like yes. that the, yeah, in, right, the, right. in the trivia, it was like Linguzamo just like straight up ate those maggots. Well, he put them in his mouth. I noticed that there was a really quick cut after he put it in his mouth where he where they do a quick cut of him turning away and walking away. And I'm sure it was like, get in his mouth. <laughs> All right, now let's do the scene where you're walking away, acting right. like you're you're chewing this yeah. up. This what, was, this I, was in, the, in the midst of Fear Factory, right? Fear Factor. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Fear, no, we Fear Factor. Out fear. One, <laughs> one, one, <laughs> maggot, one maggot at a time. Fear Factor was like 2000s. I think that was much later. I don't think we had that yet. 97. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was anything like gross out stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, did we did we have yeah. Survivor yet where people are eating like pig scrotums and stuff? Not quite. No, Not that quite. Was, that was 99 or 2000, wasn't it? Yeah, because yeah, there was... Fear, Fear, Factors, Fear Factor starts in 01. Yeah, that sounds right. Maybe they started it because they saw Leguizama do this. <laughs> I don't know. There, <laughs> there were probably some other inspirations for Fear Factor and, and things. Uh, like this movie, there's no way that a lot of people have seen this movie. I, that's that's the thing that really I, I was really overcome by watching it. Like, they made it as a feature film that you're gonna you know tell your friends to go see, but it sucks, and I don't think anybody actually. Saw I think it. a lot of us comic fans went, but you're right in that. It, well, if it had had the mainstream pull that it needed, it, we would have had sequels by. I mean, we would it would have been a big thing. Like, it just didn't do well. Right. It tanked. So. By the way, so Fear Factor did start in 2001. Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, He's the host for for most of it, all the way up until until 2012. I guess it was on uh, some sort of syndication. Oh, M- uh, NBC. It's starting up again on MTV with Ludacris as the host. Oh, oh perfect! I Great. would tune into that. Yeah, I'm all, I'm in on that. I thought you were going to yeah. say Joe Rogan again, but no, <laughs> he's too Ludacris. pissed. He's too pissed now. Found, he's angry. Now. I found it, I found it to be a challenging show for a lot of people. Fear Factor. It's hard to watch for yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I find it weird that when you look it up, the first thing it tells you about it is that it was nominated for a Kids Choice Award for favorite TV show. I'm like, kids, <laughs> kids shouldn't be watching this. Yeah. Every time they'd eat a testicle, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Right. I had to get out. Yeah. Of it. Yeah, was, that yeah, was always bad. Blender, uh, blender, alligator guts or something. Oh, sick! Here's a here's a horse penis. Eat it. Go ahead. Eat it. <laughs> here's eat a it. horse penis. Right. Eat it. That's right. That uh, was fear factor for me. So, oh, speaking yeah. of speaking of gross stuff, the thing that grossed me out the most out of the whole movie had to be when Leguizamo was uh, eating the worms, but he was dipping them in mayonnaise. I can well, eat wor- I can eat worms, but with mayonnaise on yeah. it. Yeah, oh, it's just like I don't right. like mayonnaise in general. You got to hide it real good in my sandwich for me to so, be interested. Okay, that's, but that's weird because mayonnaise is food. So like, right. why doesn't why aren't you benefited by adding food to your not food? Because Ugh. it's fat. It's just fat, gross goo. It's not, nobody's sitting it around going ah, fresh really. hot. Give me a fresh hot bowl of mayo. That sounds great on a hot on a cold summer day or whatever the words are. But if you right. had to eat something disgusting <laughs> adding food to it sounds like you would appreciate me giving you some food instead of as opposed to feces right. or something right yes. yeah, yeah. right yeah but, it's still non-food as the base it's yeah. still a worm yeah. Yeah. i don't yeah. care if you dip it in chocolate or whatever <laughs> it's it's still a worm randy randy did you did you scream at the at, at the movie when uh when when the clown shot the monitor and it uh just destroyed the computer was that yeah yeah, that was, for you? Was unnecessary. yeah. I understand. yeah. yeah. crts yeah. were good at that in the day though in movies yeah. yes just shoot but, uh, them. i just shot your cpu <laughs> i would like to i would really like to talk to someone who set up a stunt like that and find out exactly what it what went into it because i'm guaranteeing at least 16 ounces of gasoline 
<laughs> right. are hidden in the body of the device. Like I just I don't understand. This. You know what I wish I, I would have done? They, I can't imagine they'd really use gas though. That seems like such a unpredictable thing. It's got to be like you know controlled. Oh yeah, firecracker. Control firecracker. I'm gonna put the firecracker. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm okay, maybe not a firecracker, but like an electrically timed. Like, yeah, like little sure. explosive. Uh, they that's a thing everyone has. They have those. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's their names on MythBusters? Use them all the time. I wish what I would have done in '97 when this movie came out is instead of spending the roughly 20 bucks I spent on popcorn, drinks, movie tickets, and whatever I did. I wish I would have invested that money in Apple that year because that was the year that it was in an all-time <laughs> low and you could get in really cheap and that was when Steve Jobs came back and took over and things were about right. to get real interesting. I kind of wish I would have done that now. And they made, uh, the, and they made the first iMac where uh, if you shot the screen, you did blow up the computer. That's true. <laughs> well said. Sure, yeah. yeah, you were getting the, the <laughs> drives, the everything. It was what? inspired by Spawn. Like, what if I made a computer that when you shot it like you do in this movie, mm-hmm. it actually did blow up the computer? Yeah, take- well, I wanted to... Shoot that one cort- <laughs> early series Cortana of uh, of AI. I was on that one computer reading secure documents. Oh, when he touched it, documents. did you see he was touching the screen and everything? That was yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. I, I, that, I, yeah. This is this is what confused me about the movie because okay, so there was a time span of five years between the time uh, you know Al died and went to hell, came back as Hellspawn. Um, during that time period, apparently we made huge leaps in technology <laughs> and yeah. all this weird stuff. You know, Martin Sheen had time to take that five o'clock shadow to a full beard. Mm-hmm. I think that was his five-year plan. He was talking about at the beginning. Yeah, that was it. it. Was just it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't to tie all the world's nuclear arsenals to his nah, heart nah, nah, palpitator nah. thing. Plan. It's a beard. Yeah. Give me five years. <laughs> in five, and in two more years, he would be President Josiah Bartlett, the greatest right. president, fake president, we'll ever have. Okay, uh, before we go on, we got to talk about Casper. Casper.com slash Filmsack is a place for you to go. Why? Because you want a great online retailer of premium mattresses. I have a Casper mattress, and I love it. And this episode of Filmsack is brought to you by Casper. They're revolutionizing the mattress industry by cutting the cost of dealing with resellers and uh, all those showrooms. And they're passing that savings directly to you, the consumer. Their mattresses are obsessively engineered at a very fair price. They're made of supportive memory foams for a sleep surface that is just the right sink, just the right bounce. Plus, it's breathable design, sleeps cool to keep uh, you regulated through the night. Keep that temperature down. There's no better way to sleep at night than when you're just a little bit cool. And that uh, breathable design, well, it sleeps you cool when you regulate your temperature. Have I explained that enough? I probably have. Uh, I love mine. They sent me a mattress to try it out for myself. It's so soft, so easy to sleep on. Right now, talking with these guys on the podcast makes me kind of want to go lay down. Um, It's that comfortable, and I love it. I get so much better rest on it. I can easily buy one online, completely risk-free. Try sleeping on a Casper mattress. They understand how important it is for you to truly try the thing out. You're going to spend a third of your life on a bed. May as well love it, right? So they're offering free delivery and painless returns within a 100-day period. Jeez, 100 days. So you don't have to go lie down in some showroom. And do you know that lying on a bed in a showroom shows no correlation to whether it's right for you as a bed? Casper mattresses mattresses are all made here in the USA. They're shipped here as well. Free shipping and returns to the U.S. and Canada. And uh, you can save an additional 30, sorry, $50, not 30, $50 toward the mattress purchase by going to casper.com slash filmsack and entering the promo code filmsack. 100 free days and you get $50 off. 
That's crazy. Uh, so get that additional 50 off the cost of that mattress by going to casper.com slash filmsack and enter the promo code filmsack. Okay, Randy, you were saying. Yeah. What I would have done because I was from Texas is 20 years ago today, I would have invested in Dell. Mm-hmm. And they did four two-for-one stock splits in the following mm-hmm. three years. It would have been hard to hold on to. I would have wanted to sell bad Ooh, yeah. in, in 90, a while. In 97, yeah. you were getting a Dell, dude. Yeah, the Dell <laughs> dude, was, that was a big deal then. It, I'm telling you, though, if you had put your app money in Apple, you would now, I mean, it's the, the world's largest now, cap ever. Like you, now, you'd have, but been... you probably would have sold in 2001. <laughs> this, mm-hmm. this reminds me of the uh, the setup. You know, we always go back and and anytime there's movies that have a, you know a time contingent, a uh, lots of times somebody go back and they'll buy something uh, that becomes well worth money. I think it was was it the Truman Show where they went back and he went back or something? No, it wasn't Yahoo. Yahoo. It was, Yahoo. Uh, it was Yahoo. No, yeah, it wasn't Yahoo it, back it, in the day. Wasn't it wasn't Truman Show? It was the uh, which one was it? Uh. The one where uh, they could talk uh, back in time uh, in the on the radio. Um, oh, that's right. It was the same guy. It was the same guy Frequency. from that. Frequency, yeah. Because he, he bought Yahoo and he had it on his bumper sticker and everything. I, mean, yeah. his, his I like that you play. call it Yahoo. Yeah, Yahoo. I do too. Yahoo! Yeah, now they would be really, you'd be dumping that stock now. You'd be, you'd be right. looking for a loss. I was, rich, I was rich for a minute and now I'm poor. <laughs> okay, so big question uh, before we move on to some clips. This is the one I could not get past. And it pissed me off and it still pisses me off. Even in the comic form, it pisses me off. Why, if you're a demon and you're coming to Earth to wreak havoc on, 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 you know, by request of your, the Satan guy or not, why is your Earth form, why did you decide to go with a slow, fat, bumbling clown? Like, why are you that? Why are you this fat little thing that's it's just gross and freaks it, everybody it out? Does, I actually think it's a really good, clever idea, and I've seen it in other movies as well. It's where you, it, it allows the reader to underestimate the bad guy uh, until he turns into the thing that he truly is, yeah, but, which is a giant lizard but monster. If you're if you're small and stealthy... Then I literally underestimate you because I can't see you because mm-hmm. I don't know right. you're there mm-hmm. or because I think you're not strong or whatever. Like always go small and stealthy if you're if you're infiltrating. Yeah, something. and he just walks around right. farting and cracking wise. He got blue paint on his face. Like you just spot him in a crowd. Like what what is what are you doing? Like that is just a dumb. That's like saying, hey, you can be any form you want. What do you want to be while you're on Earth? Well, I'd like to be a, a handsome six foot four, uh, you know, whatever. No, no, I'd like to be, I'd like to be a fat, overeating, disgusting pig I, of a clown. Is what I'd like to be, please. Well, I think it, I think it plays to lots of things. I think it would be the sensibility of a demon who's from hell. I mean, why would he pick something slick and smooth? I don't know. I, I kind of like how, how it makes him feel like he's a little bit crazy. You also, you also got to remember Todd McFarlane is old school, and this is a comic, and mm. he's, he's making something that is. At least has the potential to be funny. Yeah. At least has the potential to give you some comic relief in the midst of all of your hellfire. And I think it does. Like like the best things in the movie for me are delivered by clown in a moment of levity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I agree. Some of them fall flat, but for the most part, it's still probably the best stuff in there. Oh, his cheerleading scene. His cheerleading scene is great. I love that whole part where he's doing the cheer. Until he gets sucked back down into hell and he gets the worst CGI. Yes. Oh, so bad <laughs> so bad i mean look i love me some 90s shit stuff but right. this is how many I'm, years after jurassic put, park it's like right. come on let's, let's put it this way okay every 
okay, they had like a 20 million budget to start with. Then they ratcheted it up to like 40 million. And by the time they were at 40 million, they needed to do that whole hell scene. And so I think one of the producers pumped in a hundred, uh, pumped in a million dollars just to get that last bit put in. So imagine like 50, at least 15 minutes worth of the movie, only a small fraction of the budget went to it, and and it was probably the piece that needed the most budget. They look mm-hmm. like the cutscenes from like Age of Empires one CD-ROM or it something. Like the cutscenes for Mortal Kombat two. <laughs> the, yeah, good annihilation cutscenes. You're right. Which was the same year, wasn't it? Was that the same year? Uh, I think it was pretty close. Ninety-eight, ninety-seven, ninety-six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember. Well, whatever. It's a dark time. Let's forget it ever happened. Uh, moving on. Let's do uh, clips. I got some. I brought a bunch of them. And uh, they all uh, are good, I think. But uh, they begin here with this one, with John Leguizamo talking to President Bartlett. Simmons is the best. Simmons is not the problem. He's overseas killing the bad guys like the hero that he thinks he is. We made a deal, Ben. Where the hell is the ultimate weapon you promised us? There's there's that AGR going. Mm -hmm. Yes, right, exactly. But that was shot in the dark. So what is it? AGR? Right. Is it AGR? ADR. Oh, ADR. ADR is Albert AD, Radio. Sorry, Todd. Yeah. Uh, here's uh, <laughs> or 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 you're welcome, Todd. Was. Yeah, because I'm so used to saying it, I couldn't help it. Something about the postal service. You don't quit us, son. We are not the U.S. Postal Service. Yeah, because that's where you can. We know. don't. We're what? Some, yeah. He says we are not the you. You can't quit us, son. We are not the U.S. Postal Service. Which what apparently has are a lot of turnover. Are you sure those that are the lines? That, I yeah, think so. Yes, you can't, uh, Here, no. let's try it again. You don't quit us, son. You don't quit us, son. We're not the U.S. Postal Service. Right. Yeah. You know I what? quit. I'm not going to work for you anymore. You yeah, can't quit. I quit, yeah. I quit this movie. I, yeah. I, I, didn't, I just realized how often I didn't understand a word that was being said. There was a lot of that. There was a lot of yeah. that. Here's a shit line also. Looks like I'm up for a promotion. Oh, shut up. Go, don't do that. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Lady Heather. Yeah. <laughs> don't sit down on your, don't accidentally sit down on your gun. Yeah, be, be careful over there. All right, here is something. In, oh, this is a good one. You wipe his ass too. You wipe his ass too. Two. Uh, here's the Mister Kid. Uh, don't know why you like this kid, don't you? Hey, Mister. Here he is. Hey, Mister. You don't look so good. <gasps> hey, Mister. You thirsty? Hey, Mister. You thirsty? Hey, you can just say you. Can, <laughs> You've got my attention. Yeah. You don't need to keep saying, yeah. hey, mister. No. And then later, a kid comes up to him at that party and offers him candy. Like, what What kids, what universe are we in that kids approach a ugly, ugly vagabond and yeah. ask right. questions? Yeah, right. The, the, the Spawn kids are weird. They've always been weird. They're weird in the comics. They're weird here. <laughs> he also drew kids really weird. His drawings of kids were odd. Scary. Yeah. yeah. So and the corn looking. Oh, yeah, totally. And the other thing, I, I almost forgot about this. So there was a... There was a Batman crossover comic, which I still own. It's like a little um, graphic novel thing, one-off, that he did with uh, Frank Miller. Mm. So Frank Miller wrote it. McFarlane drew it. And it's one of his better covers, too. It's this great Batman Spawn cover. And at the end of it, it ends with... uh, This isn't really a spoiler for a comic that's 15 years old or whatever, but he threw... (laughs) uh, Batman threw his Batarang and hit Spawn right in the face with it. And it split his face, like, kind of in half. And... and For the rest of the next like 12, 13 issues of Spawn after that event, he had shoelace tied, stitched his nice. face back together. It was oh, wow. awesome. It was such a cool carryover. I loved that so much when it happened. I'm not sure I'd be as impressed now, but 
I thought that was so cool that they kept that in there, and it was made by Batman's Batarang. Yep. I've, <laughs> I've cool. actually got I've actually got the one shot right here. Yeah, and it's it's in a box. So it's called Spawn Batman. Yeah, it's and really good. It's really good. Oh. I, I had fun. Well, I mean, it's not a know. great title. Could have come up with a better right. title. Could have done a little, <laughs> little more. Little yeah, more. but it's good writing. It's a good Frank Miller deal, and you know, it's worth checking out. I mean, it's no, it's no Dark Knight or anything, but it's good. Well, it goes, it goes with the Dark Knight Returns. Right? Yes. So, well, like, sorta. I mean, like if you're if you're putting this with something, it's that, uh, that Frank Miller four four piece. Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, I don't know that. I mean, they certainly don't run into each other. This is a kind of a different Batman. It's more, it's more straight Batman than than older, you know, Bruce Wayne trying to figure out shit in the future or whatever. So it's none of, it's none of that. It's just, hey, I'm Spawn. Here I am in New York. Oh, for, oh no, Batman's here. And then they just tell a story about what those two would do if they were together. It's, it's good. It's worth it. It's not like it's not going to blow your mind story wise, but I think the art's really good. Well, and, it's, and you're you're absolutely right. It's really really cool that then a bunch of Spawn issues have him with the face split. Yeah, and the that the fact that he used an old shoelace to tie it up is I'd love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Why would he do that though? He's got so much magic. I know. I, uh. I know. Um, here's uh, oh, this was uh, some audio that I got from Ibbett's mom. Uh, <laughs> it was about right. it was some group date invitation thing. I don't know the context, so Brian, maybe you can explain on the other side of this. So. So here you go. This is Brian's Brian Ibbett's group date invitation. You're welcome to join us if you choose. Jeez, oh, that was a <laughs> that was weird. Uh, did you want to go with the other people, or did you just want to be on your own with the girl? Or what was uh, you know, I wanted to make it sound like I was inviting them, but really, and you can sadly hear it in my voice, I I did not want uh, yeah you know those other sounded, couples to join it, us. It, it sounded it. like the the double date. She was with an, a very much older man. Yeah, right. Or uh, that was the girl. RSVP. That was the girl talking. That's the weird part. part. Yeah. <laughs> Did any of you guys? Do any of you guys remember the rule in high school that your date to the prom couldn't be over a certain age? No. Yeah. No. There was. So yeah, you, it was, you couldn't take your mom. That's what they were trying to stop, right? Oh. We were we were told very specifically that your date could be nineteen or younger, but if they were over nineteen, they were not allowed. Oh, we may have had the rule, but I don't remember anyone telling us. I the girl I took was exactly my age, like by the two days apart or something. So, <laughs> I her name was Amy, and she, I wore a pink cummerbund. That's all I remember that time. You wore a pink cummerbund. Yeah, I what, thought it was. What color I, was your suit? It was white. I I bought a white. It was tux. Oh, so wait, what the bow tie had to be pink too then, right? Oh yeah, yeah, right. The, right. yeah. yeah. I went. We went. I mean, we thought we were being funny, you know. Like me and my buddy Dan, we had like stupid tuxes. Yeah. It was dumb. So sure. So you looked like Dumb and Dumber. I um, guess before Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, it was before true. Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. We looked. Did mm-hmm. you have a? Did you have a top hat? Uh, no, no top hat. But I did have a mullet and very long hair. So there was that. Mm. Uh, nice. Here is bad Wanda line. I'll always love you. Forever. Oh my lord, she was bad. Uh, I don't. I, <laughs> I wonder I don't what happened to the coffee table. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good question. Chick uh, in the bucket once again. Right. I don't want to. I don't want to make fun of Teresa Randall. We've seen her in in previous uh, film sack films. She was in Bad Boys too. I think she's a fine actress. She just has nothing nothing going here. Like she's not given anything to work with. Like yeah. most of these people, they don't. I'm not, I don't blame her. Jesus. She uh, she basically just has to sit there and play the the absolute wife trope kind of thing right. and no uh you know 
if we could if we could use a, a mannequin, we'd use a mannequin, but we need an actress. So here, uh, here's your here's your lines. We really didn't yeah. spend any time on them. Yeah, there you go. The best lines were really in the convertible, the opening. Yeah, that's she was. It. That was, that her, was yeah, that's what she way, was. By the way, good catch. Good catch on you, uh, Dunaway, for oh, screenshotting yeah. that. Uh, the air freshener had a picture of a clown on it. Yeah, well yeah. done. Nice what catch. Was it, uh, Hugs Love and bandages. bandages. Love yeah. and bandages, yeah. Love and bandages. You know what? They missed an opportunity when he when he went crawling out to that birthday party on the he would look like a homeless uh, burnt turd or whatever. And oh, yeah. and she came over there and he said her name. They missed an opportunity. He should have said, Help me, Wanda. Help help me, Wanda. Nah. <laughs> they blew it. They missed a chance. And now they don't have it. All right, here's uh, a by, uh, by yeah. the way, uh Teresa Randall retired in twenty ten at the age of forty six. That's not wow. bad. Gosh, yeah. I want to retire at the age of forty six. That'd be great. We could all Chris Metz in our way right out of here. That'd be great. Let's do it. <laughs> uh here is a farting clown. Oops. Okay, there's that. There's more than farting in that. Yeah. Yes. He checks his Oops. he checks his undies. Yeah, oh yeah, that was disgusting. Yeah, he oh, holds them up, and there's a big that's old. Uh, wet. Is there a skid mark? You know, you know what? I take it back. That is the grossest thing in the movie when he holds his underwear up because it's got a big old <laughs> yeah. skitter down the middle of it. It's disgusting. Yeah. Right. Well, and it's another one of his superpowers. He can take off his underwear without actually <laughs> yeah. pulling them down his legs and removing his pants. I kind of hate that every time that happens in anything, where somehow the person's underwear is yanked out and it's in, but it's still whole. Ah. Right. Like <laughs> let Penn and Teller have their act. The rest of you knock it off. <laughs> but again, we have magic. Why are we wearing underwear? Why do we fart? What's the fart? Like I don't understand all of this. <laughs> Why do we fart? What's the fart? Yeah. I like that. When when, he, when you've got magic, right? Mm-hmm. Like right. Like if when I you, had... when you can look in somebody's chest and and make it make a, a bomb come out of their chest, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can, surely surely you can look in your in colon and pull out and a re- fart. I mean, right? Uh, right. Right. You don't have to use nature. Yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Okay, here's uh, here's how demons get their wings. Every time uh, somebody farts, uh, a demon gets his wings. Uh, uh, twins. <laughs> twins. I would have said, if I was 12, I'd say that. If I farted twice, I'd say, ah, twins. Well, that was, That's what I'd do. It was hysterical. Yeah. It, it just, like, like, what are you going to do? The rest of the movie sucks. I, I, I don't know. If this, if this had been a, a uh, crass comedy movie mm-hmm. that was just him and spawn mm-hmm. <laughs> that would have been really fun yep i agree here's a here's a line i'm going to use foul smelling maggot yeah that's pretty good you foul smelling maggot mm-hmm. get on my pizza is our is our movie rated pg foul smelling yes. maggot yes it is okay yeah <laughs> is it i missed that 13 but yeah oh, okay yeah, yeah okay. they they didn't i mean there were moments where you were like wow that's pretty weird for a pg-13 but yeah it's i am imdb has it rated r oh by the mpaa that can't be that can't be i remember it being really didn't have a good reason to be r instead of 13 i remember it being 13 but something maybe there's a director's Hmm. cut or something weird no maybe because they specifically pulled they specifically pulled some scenes matter of fact this movie measures in without credits of like a whopping you know 96 minutes just the night that much I, like less than an hour yeah. and a half yeah this yeah. reminds me i just want to say to the world don't make a director's cut and it's nah. two it's two minutes longer than the oh the no i cut. hate that i hate that. I, i'm sorry <laughs> two minutes is nothing like apocalypse now added an hour 
The Lord of the Rings started out nine and a half hours long, ended over 12 hours long once the director's cuts were all in. Like, they added three hours. Yeah, no, that's a real that's a like, director's cut. Exactly. Yeah. Follow, the, follow the lead on uh, – Ridley Scott does this. His, his director's cuts are always worth checking out because there's For always sure. new stuff, and they're almost always a thousand times better than the one that he cut or the, or the original cuts. Like, yeah. I cannot say enough about Kingdom of Heaven – in that regard what a great freaking movie that oh is. such a much right, better right. movie with the director's cut by the way uh, absolutely correct r-rated directors r-rated director's cut was released for vhs dvd and laserdisc <laughs> laserdisc <Yeah. laughs> includes scenes that had to be cut for pg-13 has a couple of new violent scenes does not describe what they are and at the end of the film is a 30-minute interview with the creator todd mcfarlane and behind the scenes spawn show that was first aired on the sci-fi network and i don't know why that's that's in there under the r-rated director's cut yeah maybe he swears yeah <laughs> Todd probably lets out the biggest f-bomb about this film. this yeah. mother effing movie is a mother effing good time uh this this movie also fits my theory that uh certifications tell you everything you need to know about countries in brazil you only need to be 12 years old to see it portugal 12 Ireland 12, Canada 13 plus, <laughs> but then here's the United States. Got to be 17 mm -hmm. to see this movie. That's how we are. It's what we do. We got our own dumb ideas. Uh, here's a, he's really bad in this, and I love him, I wrote. Anyone who refuses to join my consortium won't be around to argue. <laughs> what? Come on. Join my consortium. Do it. Do it. Join my it, consortium. I have a mailing list as well. Sign up for that. I like the word consortium. Right. This is my consortium. Who, who, who has who has a gun dealer's ball? Why is that always a thing in movies? There's always like some <laughs> gun dealer's Come to the ball. gun dealer's ball. Yep. It's weird. It is uh, weird. By the, by the way, can I have a trip alert? Yeah, I can totally give you one. The villain's plan is to kill everyone except himself and his allies. Except for him and his henchmen, everyone else is gone. Why does he want to live in that world? Oh, that's a fine question. Why would you? I don't understand you? that. No, I wouldn't that's want to live weird. there. Would you? I that's wouldn't. so weird. Yeah, I completely agree. Why? It's, it's like the Lex, Lu almost Lex Luthor-ish. Like, like, everything makes sense right up to the point where you try to imagine the end game here. You know, he's killed everybody. What's he going to do? Sit on a pile of ash and just like do nothing? I don't know. What the... mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, what do you do when every day is Halloween? Where you're going, every day is Halloween. Okay. Every day is Halloween. He could have just talked normal. I don't know why he had to do the monster it's voice. The, uh, Whatever, it Bane. The, it reminded me of the, I think it was Karate Kid 2, mm. the old Japanese guy that, uh, yeah. that Mr. Miyagi's enemy. You're so stupid. Come here and try to chop this piece of wood with your hand. <laughs> right. like we a... will hit this log for hours. <laughs> it's like you're doing the Japanese cookie monster yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. What, is, is, yeah. what is secret ingredient? It's like that whole thing. <laughs> uh, here's a weird face. I don't know what this is. Wow, your face is weird. No, it was a little girl. Okay, got it. Hey, mister. <laughs> Your face is weird. I'm a girl without any proper emotional responses because this should make me scream and run. <laughs> it's, the, it's the future, man. Uh, say the name? Spawn. Oh, he said the name. That's what it was. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because of the way you set it up. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't remember why I did it, but I, you know, I like it when the movies say their own names, and that yeah. was it. Spawn. I mean, other people did too, but that 
was a good time for it. All right, how about uh, The Devil's Voice of Shit, uh, which I guess I'm making fun of Frank Welker, who I normally like. So here it is. Bond must choose to murder Wynn and release the virus. Then my army will be complete. Me want cookie. Bring me cookie. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he just recorded that in his basement at his house and sent it in. Yep. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. He's like, damn it, I'm Megatron. You'll get what I give you, he says. Then just gave him. All right, here's a kid making barf sounds. Okay, there's that. Thank you. And then this guy. You puking up decent food? You puking up decent food? Decent food? Well, that's got good maggots on it. You eat them. Yeah, you eat them maggots. They'll give you some, uh, they give you some muscles. Protein. All right. Yeah, part, some poutine. No. I have to prove that I'm a bad guy, but not as bad as Spawn. He's going to kill me, and then the kid's going to save me. That's right. I'm, pretty, I'm one one purpose man. Here's a sound I can't explain. <laughs> I don't know what this sound is, but here it is. Oh, yeah. You guys hear that? I was, hoping you, I was hoping you captured that. I heard it. What is that? That was great. Was that, that was Leguizamo. When was that? Oh. Yeah, he was... Uh, oh. What was he doing? I forget, but I remember hearing it. I was like... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's just making a weird sound. That was really weird. Uh, I liked when he said this. No, duh. All right. And... I'm so glad no, we that don't was... say that anymore. <laughs> but that was that was late in the game, even in '97. Oh yeah, right? totally. It was an '80s, yeah. early '80s. We were all saying no duh to each other. I, I yeah. would like to call an end to that. And I'm actually I'm ready for us to never again say dadoy. I don't think that's oh, oh who's saying da-doy. that still? No, we need we need to bring back. I think the no doy is what needs to come oh, back. Oh, I forgot about the no doy. Yeah, no doy. Uh, <laughs> oh, and there was there, while we're bringing stuff back because there was a there was a Hans and Franz reference in here as well. Oh yeah, there wasn't. I didn't record you it. That? No, yeah, no, I didn't tape it. It sucks. It sucks. No one should make here Hans and Franz jokes. There's a local car company here in Salt Lake City, and they do ads all the time on radio, and they mm-hmm. it's always a Hans and Franz parody. <laughs> yeah. I hate it. I'm really, like, you guys. really have not managed to escape yeah. 1988. Yeah, I'm like, guys, this is so long. I was in high school. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. You can't do this now. And, it just, and you know what it sounds like? It sounds like guys about my age who now have a dealership who just never got over it, just couldn't right. get through it. Mm-hmm. Ugh grosses me out to even talk about it here's my final clip i asked the question what does he say I'm gonna die. what do you say I'm, I'm gonna die oh i'm gonna die <laughs> <laughs> like, that's him falling into the pit of hell right is yeah. That yeah. Is? yeah yeah when his head was severed and talking still somehow kind of sounds uh <laughs> auto-tuned a little bit yeah so 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 devil boy did you get devil boy catching spawn as he was leaving You'll never escape me. And it's like two seconds later, he's gone. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, it was pretty good. He got sucked down in there, slurped down into the fire. Mm-hmm. Oh, they got to redo this. They got to just do a whole new movie. Don't sequel it. So there's a lot of rumors that this thing oh, he's yeah. writing is a sequel. Don't do that. No, right. no. They're talking about bringing uh, uh, Michael Tay back. What's his name? Michael Tay. <laughs> Michael Jai White. That's it. Michael Jai White. <laughs> Michael Tai. Are you thinking Ty-Mark. Michael Tay Pfeiffer? I think so. <laughs> Is that what you're combining? I think if you're thinking of Michael, it's in my head for some reason. You're thinking of Tay Mac or Tarmac or whatever his name is from the the Tyback. Yeah, the Last Dragon deal. Tarmac. Tarmac. No, that might be it. That might be it. It's in my brain. I can't. I can't unbrain it. I've tried. Tarmac and Jalad at Tanagra when the walls fell. Here's uh, uh, oh, did you guys see that Jeopardy thing? Somebody slipped in a Jeopardy. Uh, uh, one of the Jeopardy categories was was when the walls fell. 
Was, oh, no way, really? Yeah, just a couple days ago. I was so happy to see that. It made me smile. I mean, none of the it was questions a podcasting were... podcasting category, too, a couple uh, a couple days ago on Jeopardy. Oh, no way. That's yeah. good. Well, look at those guys. And they got and they got none of them, even though th- the answers were easy, like NPR. Yeah. <laughs> well done, guys. Well done. Yeah, this, uh, this podcast in which things that are usually unseen is... Uh, uh, 99% unseen. Mm. <laughs> something invisible, something. Hmm. You know, where's where's a, a Utah native and uh, homegrown Ken Jennings when you need him? That's what I say. <laughs> All right. Here's the uh, checklist. <laughs> the film sack checklist goes like this. 3D Studio Max 2.0 for DOS effects. Check. Uh, kind of okay mask morphing tech. I'll give it that. That was cool when it would come. Yeah, I wish the mask was on more though. Like, I agree. The you know the regular suit. Why wasn't he just looking like Spawn for most of the movie? Yeah, Yeah. it's weird that they didn't want to do that. I I did like the effect of it, but I yeah, it's dumb. Uh, and then finally, hey Satan, why the long face? Check. All right. (laughs) Satan had a long face. He really did. Uh, Malbolgia, by the way, is a reference to, I didn't know this till reading this, but I didn't know that was the devil's name in the, uh, Dante's, Dante's Inferno, I believe. So that Malbolgia name is pulled from that. Anyway, uh, Star Trek stuff. We have a connection. Jay Caputo. He was a punk number three. Performed a bunch I'm of- I'm punk st- number three. He's performed a bunch <laughs> of stunts in Generations, Deep Space Nine, and Voyager. Frank Welker. He was the devil Malbolgia. Provided Spock screams in Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock and voiced the cryptoplasmic uh, whatever, oh crypt what cytoplasmic life form in yes, Star Trek. Cytoplasm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nothing human episode of Voyager. They oh. there are others on here though. The girl we talked about that was on the OC and other stuff. The uh, uh, what's her name? Freaking Melinda Clark. Yeah, oh, she, Clark. She yeah. was on. Gen- uh, she was on. Um, Enterprise. Enterprise. Yeah. And there's probably more. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the other ones are. Enterprise. Yeah. I feel like Daryl's. <laughs> I feel like Daryl's machine's broken or something because he misses really obvious ones. So Daryl, get on it. What's your problem over there? Get up, get going. So the the guy that I said had the worst uh, uh, mugshot, John Cothran. Mm. Uh, he was in he was in several Star Trek properties. He was mm-hmm, most mm-hmm. notably on an episode of Enterprise as well. He was yeah. he was a Yeti, right? In that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Daryl, I think uh, your machine's in, broken. Just so you know, he did a bunch of voices for the video games, and he was in an episode of Deep Space Nine. And he was in an episode of The Next Generation. Ooh, like we should watch Deep Space Nine next week. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Ooh, we should totally do that. Idea. Hold that thought because I think we can definitely talk about that here in a second as a, as a brand new idea we just came up with. I think that's great. Okay. We should do that. Sweet. Soundtrack break. Great. Yeah. I'm going to give it a UP for utter poop. I think it was terrible. I do not like that soundtrack at all. There's occasionally like, um, not Future Sound of London, or- Orbital. There's an Orbital song they play oh, yeah. that's pretty there cool. Is so, there is so much like Prodigy, Silverchair, Metallica. Mm-hmm. The soundtrack was was good, but it was the the crystal the method. Sounds, yeah, right, the, it's the, the it's the actual th- the score, score is terrible. The score, score. Was crap. Yes, I, there was one scene in the score, and they were using like the edge of of bongo drums and maracas. It was I was like, what am I watching here? This is if you weird. if it was the edge on bongo drums and maracas, right, I'd be right, super right. into that. That'd be great with a little hat on. Oh, it's, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Twitter post is where you guys sum it up in 140 characters or less. Let's start with Randy. Spawn tens of millions of dollars spent in 1997 gets you speed to cruise control. Uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation 
Batman and Robin. What the hell is wrong with 1997? 97's bad. Bad year. Mm-hmm. Next year, 98, great year for video games. One of the best ever historically. 97, bad lead up. Terrible. Was was Lawn, uh, Lawnmower Man 97? Mm, four, I think. Uh, earlier. I've earlier. heard about Lawnmower Man so many times. It was 92. Yeah. Wow. Uh, right. I, I, I looked it up and I was like, I, I wonder if this how far ahead of this movie was. Like, there were so many times I'm, I was trying to come up with a third film where I felt like it's garbage tier CGI. Like, so yeah. Spawn, Lawnmower Man, what's the other one? I can't even think of of something. Well, in the to- Mortal Kombat ones are pretty good uh, example mm-hmm. of garbage tier CGI. Right. But- I think I think the CGI was fine except for the hell scenes. I mean, it was like the, the street fighting mm-hmm. scenes with with Leguizamo was when he was in. in I know his, you guys really beast, liked the cape. Mode. The cape really bothered me. In no, this. the cape That's drove horrible. me crazy. It's like the cape. Yeah. It the was cape. hard. It was hard to do particle type effects. No, I love the cape in the comic. The comic, it's iconic yeah. and amazing, but yeah. it's terrible in the movie. It's not mm-hmm. good. We weren't ready for that. No, it looked like it was made out of like fruit leather. It was just bad. <laughs> It was. <laughs> Spawn's cape roll-ups. Yeah. <laughs> they missed a tie-in opportunity. And also in the comics, really it doesn't suck up into himself. At least I don't no. remember it doing that. No. I think it was always out. So yeah, mm-hmm. like 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 Randy's wiener, it's always out in the comics. And here's, yeah, I, here, I was, you knew I was coming with something like that. Here's the other thing I was going to say about that, though. Today, you could really do that cape stuff uh, cheaper and also awesomer. Like, it would look really cool now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, New one. Let's make a new one. Uh, where were we? Dunaway. Ah, Spawn. Like a military-grade gun combined with a super soaker, it's hard to tell if you're having fun when getting shot in the face. Nope. <laughs> Didn't like it. Yeah. Was the nope a hashtag or just a word? Hashtag. Okay. Hashtag, hashtag nope. nope. Hashtag. Yeah. Hashtag never once. Like WTF. It. Not bad. <laughs> uh, finally, Brian Ibbett. Spawn, colon, the movie, colon. They need to take this movie and bury it. No, it sounds like a country song, doesn't it? Take this movie of yours and bury it. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that dumb reference. I should have recorded yeah. that. Uh, well, all right. I'm glad you, you didn't. You've all done a fine job. <laughs> oh, that's the wrong clip. Hold on. There we go. I've got just been handed this card on here. Are the alternate <laughs> titles. What kind of card was that? It's just a little. Oh, I got you. <laughs> Uh, the it's alternate cars for a change. Yeah, no, it's now we're, we've moved up. Uh, the alternate titles are number one. Looks like Burn Notice. All right, so there's that one. Uh, it's, uh, or Cape Fear. <laughs> <laughs> Cape Fear. <laughs> uh, that's, that's pretty great. good. It's pretty good. All right, email. Uh, got an email. Two of them today. One from Tony. One from Adam. These came to us at filmsackageemail.com. Tony says this. I have no less than two and no more than three pairs of gloves in my glove box. Love the show's Tony. <laughs> so we talked last week about glove boxes, whether they were actually used for gloves yeah. anymore. And yeah. we got flooded with emails, Tony's included, saying, yes, I keep my gloves in my glove box. So, wow. All right. Yeah. we were. I guess Weird. we were wrong on that. Or at least there's a... There's enough of the of the population still doing it that we were slightly off the rocker on that. Now I'd like to know if anybody actually keeps boots in the boot. Oh, <laughs> hey. I like that thing. And I want to know if anybody calls it the boot. Yeah, and, and uh, only Canadians. They say it's a boot. I'm a boot to put boots in the boot. Is that a boot? Uh, <laughs> here's one from Adam who says, Hey, Scott, Brian, 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 and Randy. <laughs> put a bunch of Brian's in there. Did uh, I he, cover all of them? He says, I, I was listening to the episode about A Nightmare on Elm Street and the discussion about needing to explain to somebody under the age of 35 what leaving your phone off the hook meant caught my attention. As a crotchety old man of 26... <laughs> 
this surprised me since essentially everybody I know at my age, plus or minus uh, a few years, had landlines and wired handsets well into the late 2000s. It wasn't until halfway through high school that mobile phones, a.k.a. cell phones, thanks, uh, became <laughs> ubiquitous for teenagers around these parts. My family had a rotary dial phone up until maybe 2002, 2003, and I still have the muscle memory for making calls on it. Crazier still, when I was still a kid, Blockbuster was a thing. Keep sacking Adam. I think oh, Adam... Yeah, Blockbuster was a thing until about seven years ago. Yeah, but rotary phones till 03 is weird. Like that... Yeah. I, I'm not saying I had cell phones, but rotary phones? We had push-button phones, but not rotary phones. Yeah, rotary mm-hmm. phones for me, I didn't have those from probably sophomore high school and forward. Look, we're not yeah. saying that you didn't have access to a rotary phone and that you might not have seen a rotary <laughs> phone. They just weren't the most popular phone at the time. How's that? Maybe. I mean, think about what that used to be, you guys, just for a second. It was this circle with a number <laughs> and a bunch of holes. And you yeah. had to go two, chicka, 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 nine, chicka, 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 chicka. Like, what a... I don't even know how that technology could work, right? I still I mean, don't. Is it... yeah. No idea. Making a number noise. number of times that it meant no number of times it goes past the contact. I mean, if you if, yeah, the, yeah. the further further are you across, the the more times oh, has to go across wow. the contact. That's I mean, crazy. And why really did we is, have yeah. it nine? Why was it nine one one? That was I would have just made it one one one. I mean, that's such a <laughs> oh my god, I'm dying. So you, I think so you don't accidentally probably so you don't accidentally do it. Oh yeah, True story. Well, that's a good point. Probably, but yeah, that nine because the nine one one took a lot of clicks to get to the other right. two ones. <laughs> What a weird thing that is, though. That is a strange tech. And some of them were way slower coming back than others. Yeah. Some of those phones were really slow. I haven't had a landline for, (laughs) geez, it's been since like 2005. Yeah. I haven't had a landline in so long. Anyway, there's that. Uh, Thanks for your emails, Adam and Tony. (laughs) Hey, uh, later, uh, being next week, we mean, uh, we're going to do a Deep Space Nine episode, like a live sacking. And why are we doing that? Because a couple of us are out of town. I'll be camping in some shit tent. While um, uh, Brian Ibbett will be in Las Vegas, Nevada. Imagine uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Uh, so what that'll be odds? good. Yeah. The, yeah. The, so that's going to be fun. But instead of having a regular episode, because we won't be around, we'll have that. So come on back for I that. I just realized I have to drive to Vegas next weekend and sneak up on Brian Ibbett and rub mm-hmm. his shoulders. Oh. <laughs> Apparently, that's what I do now. That is what you do. Is that what you do? That's the worst feeling. We don't know who it is. Yeah. Oh, should I be enjoying this? I don't know. Let me look. Yeah. Ah! I got that at Nertacular a lot. In fact, somebody grabbed my butt at Nertacular, and I thought it was Kim, and I turned around, and it wasn't Kim. It was some dude. It was Jocelyn in a picture. It may have been Jocelyn grabbing my butt in that picture. Yeah. She was banging my butt that day. (laughs) She just kept doing it. I'm like, Jocelyn, there's nothing in that pocket. I know. She'd say. I completely made that all that up. That's not true. Any of it. Um, although her hand really does look like it's on my butt, but it's not. Mm. As best I know, it wasn't. I don't know. Those aren't pillows, she said. <laughs> Those are you want, would you like me to take that shovel away from you? <laughs> right, right. The one that's got Jake John Leguizamo's face on it. Yeah, this is like fun. I love to, I, if there's anyone I love teasing, it's it's Joss, so she'll enjoy this. Um, yeah. Anyway, there you go. Deep Face Nine next week. When, when it comes out, you'll Deep know. Deep Face Nine. It'll be, it'll be on Netflix, and we'll tell you the episode then. In the meantime, uh, find us on the website, filmsack.com. That is where we reside, and you can comment on the blog and leave us messages and do all kinds of stuff there. So go there, filmsack.com. And you can also send us emails, filmsack at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at filmsack and leave us reviews on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us in lots of ways. So please do that. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. We'll see you next time.
Hey, mister. (laughs) (laughs) This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. I'm going to die. I hate that. That was great. It's gross. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.